Hello, beautiful people. It is Who's Going Where Tuesday, March 15th, 2022. This sports show shall begin right now. Yeah. Can't take enough for joining us here at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. All the boys are here. At Ty Schmidt is here. At Boston Connor is here. One half of the hammer, Don Cowboys. Tom Diggs is here as well. College basketball really heating up. Oh, yeah. Hey, the Madness of March starts tomorrow night. Have you joined our bracket bonanza yet? If you haven't, what are you waiting for? A Bitcoin is on the line wow. to the winner. Second place gets a lunch with Mitt. Ooh. And an autographed Baby Duke by all of us. <laughs> Hell yeah. Third place, only an autographed Baby Duke by all of us. If you get a perfect bracket, you will win $1 million. Wow. Wow. Now, if multiple people get perfect brackets, they will split the one million dollars. Can't wait for it. I think there's like 8,000 people already signed up, and we have people from Serbia in this thing. Whoa. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, because this QR code, we're able to see literally who exactly scanned it, used it, and signed up with it. People all over the globe are signing up. I just want to let everybody know, you need to not, because I'm going to fucking win it. <laughs> well, I don't think well, so, but yeah, we can maybe split it. Yeah. We can split it. We nah, can discuss this. You can go back to Iowa, Masshole no, Town, Canada, nah, nah, fucking nah, Michigan, nah. Chicago, and then YouTube Paisans. I'll split the winnings with you because okay. we're from the same area. I'm winning this thing. I got the perfect bracket right here, pal. Oh, well, mine's already in the yeah, app, see mine. Right here. Perfect bracket. Uh, entries are f- due by... Thursday, I think, at noon. Yeah, Thursday at noon. Mm-hmm. So if you're doing that before the play-in games... Interesting, you know, if you're already entered, for instance, amateur, 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 uh, amateur, amateur. If you are already no, doing no. that, no, 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 no. I'm going for last. Does that get you anything? What's I, that? I won't even enter. I'm going for last. Does that Smart. get you anything? Nick, that's a good decision. I'd like to give you guys an opportunity to win. No, well, it doesn't matter if you would have played or not. That does not affect. <laughs> that does not affect us. You don't know. You don't know shit about fucking college. And those right? are usually the people that win. Yeah, you're 100 percent right. Good luck to all those people that don't know anything. But yeah. Yeah. I know the least amount of shit about fuck than anybody else. That's why I'm gonna win. Uh, Tone Diggs, you come in last place. Twenty five bucks. Thank Whoa. you. Whoa! Holy hey. shit! If somebody else comes in last place, job shadow Tone Diggs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Here we go. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Good news, there's a fair, fair chance that person hates me and they'll turn down that offer. No! Oh, oh, oh. If they okay. hate you, they'll torment you. It'll be a Saturday yeah. uh, job shadow. Okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> Tony Diggs. Yes. Here we go. So, this is what Tony does on the weekend. This is Tony <laughs> on a Saturday. <laughs> so if Tony comes in last, 25 bucks a ton. Okay. Here we go. All right. Big win. If somebody else comes in last, job shadow of Tone Diggs on a Saturday. That's right. All right. Good wow. luck. Here we go. Wow. Try to go perfect or the complete opposite. Friday. Friday. The best giveaway ever. Friday. <laughs> a Friday? Friday. All right. We'll do a Friday. Okay. Thank you. That'll be better. Thank you. Man, that's going to stink, though. Oh. Yeah. Have fun. You. I hope you get last now. I just want to let you know this is a job shadow of you. That's okay. Just you. Just you. <laughs> Not job shadow. We will talk to whoever's job of shadowing. Of course. But make sure you're informing them of what you do, well, how you do it, mm-hmm. why you do it. But maybe you might create the next great Tone Diggs Hammer Down Cowboy. That's right. Yeah. You come in last in the Bracket Bonanza 2.0, you potentially get a lesson for a lifetime wow. on how you could be the next Hammer Down Cowboy. I have to talk to this person? Oh, yeah. Yes, Tony. Kidney? We don't. Now, we will, but we don't. No. 
You do, though. That is <laughs> right. the thing. It's maybe your finest idea ever. Technically, well, it wasn't my idea. I will say, this did come through idea? the earpiece from Zeta. Oh, wow. Z? Yeah. Z as I said, been stabbing me in the back for years. So as I said, sense. 25 <laughs> bucks. As, uh, 25 bucks for last place. Zeta said, drop shot at the dicks. Not a bad oh. idea. Oh. Not, Not a bad, a bad idea. idea. So whatever the case, enter the Bracket Bonanza 2.0. It is at the main uh, website thing. Right. Uh, uh, it is, uh, uh, scan it is. this. You can get there directly to ours. Fill yours out by Thursday at noon. We have 8,000 entries already, so those they have no idea what the playing games are, but they're saying it doesn't matter. No, no, no. Those teams are getting fucking wiped in the first round regardless. Mm-hmm. Or maybe get trendy and you pick one of them to win, even though you don't know who's playing. Yeah, exactly. Well, Indiana might potentially get hot sure. in there. You don't Bingo. know how they're going to play. You don't. They just knocked off the number one team in the Big Ten tournament. They could do mm-hmm. that again. Oh, yeah. Maybe make a little magic in the first round, and we'll have to see how they play in that playing game in the uh, University mm-hmm. of Dayton, which there's no air conditioning, so they're going to have to play in uh, superheat. Yeah. And if they right. make it out of the superheat, though, they are Tough. primed for a run. Tough. There's a couple teams, I guess, that haven't even traveled to the location of the games. Michigan yep. and Colorado State. Colorado State. Colorado State. They've already traveled. So they I believe Michigan is already here or on the way. Colorado State is not here yet, and they play each other on Thursday. And I guess the NCAA was supposed to set up their travel. They had been waiting for their travel. Their travel doesn't get them into midnight on Wednesday or something mm-hmm. like that. Indianapolis, not the easiest place to get in and out of commercial travel-wise. No. Airport's really, really nice, but I think because there's not a lot of flights coming in and out of there. (laughs) So you can keep that thing real nice when limited amount of people are walking through there. Kind of like a mall. Yeah, it is. It's like a nice mall. (laughs) Got great restaurants in there. Uh Got good food. But I guess the NCAA was supposed to set up the travel of some people. Their travel vastly different than what Michigan is, who could probably drive down here in a few hours. They're already here ready to practice. That's going to be tough. I mean, you have to play against the big leagues in in Mm. Michigan and a team like that, your travel's kind of fucked back against the wall, but it's mad, um, madness of March. Yeah. Right. Go and get it, kids. It's part of it. Hopefully they get here on time. There should be no weather delays. No. That right. Be Beautiful week. Uh, this week. Pushing it to midnight on Wednesday, though, is pretty close, isn't it, for like oh, March yeah. Madness? Yeah. Which people are saying is all the money from NCAA. That's how the NCAA makes all their money. Pretty yes. much. Is from March Madness. So I, I kind of rolling the dice on that, but they know what they're doing. Oh, yeah, yeah of course. They're on mountain time. They got it all figured out. We'll continue to follow college basketball, but today... On this, who's going where? Tuesday, March 15th, let's lead off with somebody who's going to the bank. Uh-huh. Aaron Rodgers officially <laughs> signs. And if the reports are accurate, which, by the way, my source says have told me nothing about the contract that has been officially signed. Okay. Remember, day of him returning to the Packers announcement, there has been no contract signed. And then we were told that the reports of a four-year $200 million deal were wrong. That was followed up by a tweet from Aaron Rodgers saying the contract terms that are being talked about publicly now are wrong. That is not the case. Here we are, days later, and the deal has been announced. It's supposed to, depending upon who you listen to, mm-hmm. what we have gathered, five years, $186 million deal for Aaron Rodgers. Last two years are placeholder years for salary cap hit spread in, uh, spreadness. Uh, 150 M's guaranteed. Rap Sheet's original report of four years, $200 million. Certainly close. That's right. Certainly mm-hmm. close. With that being said, cap-friendly deal with Aaron getting paid win-win for everyone his cap hit this year is 28.5 million which is like ninth in the league or 10th in the league or Mm -hmm. something like that i forget where it's at but it is way down in the list as opposed to the 40 something they open up some cap space for the green bay packers and now i got people attacking me in my initial report kidding me 
Well, I think Rossini uh, followed up on this tweet and said that uh, the report that she put out there that Aaron was demanding to be the highest paid player by a wide margin. That's what was taking so long for his decision on whether or not to become a Packer again or if he was going to leave. And then we asked him because that spilt a narrative about him being selfish and holding the Packers hostage. Mm-hmm. And he's been saying that this isn't about money this whole time. It is about money. So we asked him about that. Like, hey, are you commanding to be the highest paid player uh, by a wide margin? And he said that's categorically false. Right. So we came out here and said, hey, we love Rossini. Love her. We think she is automatically good at what she does. Whatever she says holds a lot of weight. But we are being told from our sore says says. that the narrative that he is wanting to be the highest paid player by a wide margin, that's what's holding this all up. And the 50 million thing is categorically false, is what we we report. That's right. Still feel as if that was the case. Mm -hmm. We even followed up and saying, hey, he's going to get paid. He's Aaron Rodgers. Business will be done. And he might get 50 million a year. But the narrative that that was the only thing that was holding up his decision making was kind of bullshit. Right. Now, granted, he is making $50 million a year for the first three years, with two last years being placeholders, which I don't think I fully understand the difference between placeholder and voidable years, like in other contracts. But I believe they're in there so that you can spread out all the money so that the cap hit isn't as high. So then when Ian Rappaport reports it's a four-year, $200 million deal, that automatically goes, oh, there's a $50 million cap hit. He is once again a selfish asshole yeah. who doesn't want to build a team. It's like, I guess 50 million a year was accurate because that is what he's being totaled over the first three years with the last two years there. But if that's how we're going to start reporting all contracts, like what's the actual contract as opposed to what's being written on paper as the contract so that they can do salary cap gymnastics, just let us know that that's what it's going to be going forward. I saw somebody else's deal uh, was announced on the ticker, three years, 31 million, then they put into parentheses 20 million guaranteed. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, that's interesting because how you're reporting Aaron's is three years, $150 million earning because that's not the actual deal. The actual deal is five years, $186 million, but the three for 150 fits the narrative that they were painting the entire time that Aaron came out and said publicly and via source says that it was false. Just very fascinating moving of goalposts happening, but I feel like everybody was potentially accurate and right. Everybody won, though. Yeah, I'm taking it on the shins, everybody's saying, oh, look at you, going to back for this guy, you were wrong. Four years, 200, vastly different than five years, 186. Yeah. And especially when it comes to salary cap hit and narratives being painted that he was holding people hostage. Whatever the case, Ian Rapport's joined us next hour. I got a lot of questions. Uh-huh. Yeah. I got oh, a lot yeah. of questions on how, oh, is this how contracts are going to be reported now? What the actual terms are? Or are we just going to do the big bullshit number like four year, $160 million for Taysom Hill, three years, five years being voidable? That's not the actual contract. Interesting how this is going. And maybe we are only noticing this because it feels like they're doing this strictly because of us. Mm -hmm. And I don't want to act like I'm that important. We're not. But for a long time, players like Aaron, when something like that was reported, had zero chance or opportunity to respond. He did via Twitter and us. So the narrative could still be painted. But his cap hit goes down drastically. Yeah. Which was the entire goal, I think, of his entire deal, which is what we heard from our source since the first time. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they opened up like $18 million in cap, and now they will be able to re-sign a guy like Rasul Douglas, it made it easier so they could sign, uh, re-sign Devondre Campbell yesterday. Like, and 
we always say like the the implication that it was kicking the the can down the road like that is what they're doing because in 2025 his dead cap is like 75 million dollars so it's like they the four year never made sense because if they were going to give him 200 million he would have to do it over five six years with what we've seen every other deal do right now i ian stuck by his source and by his reporting so that made me think like well maybe ian does know something and we don't know openly said they are still reporting it they are still reporting that they are still reporting that but with the way deals are set up now there's so much fugaze in it and i think we've pointed that out a lot or is that how they're going to start being reported like are are these is the fugaze gymnastics going to start being how they're being reported i hope so it'd be better for everybody i think to get a good grip on what's actually happening with a lot of these deals well it'd be easier too because now we're in this time especially right now where like all these numbers are just getting thrown out at the same time so it's like you know what's what, real yeah what's real yeah. what's not it's like oh, okay well that one looks the most appetizing like let's let's run with that one we could see how that could be but it i mean i don't know a lot of people still say he's selfish and stuff like that but if you're a packers fan oh like, yeah tannenbaum mm-hmm. yeah what is that guys aaron is eight million dollars more selfish than tom brady that's right what eight million reasons so every person that gets paid is how we're judging how selfish they are. Hey, Tannenbaum, is nobody supposed to make money? What does this guy want to set price for every human did in he, there? Did he say that about Kirk Cousins? I don't. I doubt it. I don't think he said that. But Tannenbaum might have forgot that Kirk Cousins even plays in the NFL. Yeah. I mean, who knows what Tannenbaum's doing? He's been Tannenbaum's a fascinating figure. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Did you hear what he's saying at Indianapolis at the Combine this entire time? What was that? Oh, just talking about the whole Aaron situation. Oh, yeah, I mean. What did Aaron do to Tannenbaum? Did he do something to Tannenbaum? I'm going to start thinking. I'm going to start wondering these he things. He hates everyone who's ever beat him when he was a GM in the NFL, so he hates everybody. That's uh, still playing from the time yeah. in which he was uh-huh. the GM. And he only lost, really, so. There's no reason for that. Guy got no, a job. It's a tough sad. job. Hey, it's absolutely. Tough job. It's but a tough, tough job. You know, it is tough what it is. It's hard to win in the NFL. Right. One loss is not good. It was very bad with the Dolphins. And with the Jets, too. All right. Well, it's uh, tough to win. It's not is. easy to win in the league. Hey, absolutely. He had the job. Mm-hmm. That's right. But it does seem like he's a little... Yeah. Jaded about something. Maybe something's going on. I don't know. Personally, it's like Greg Jennings every time he talks. It's like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Something's going on there, it feels like. It's a trendy thing to do right now. But... Aaron's back. Save cap money. Yeah, exactly. They got to figure it out. Already bringing back some guys who I think a lot of Packers fans are like, oh shit, they're definitely going to lose this guy in the offseason because they're going to have to re-sign Rodgers and do that. But there's more money now, so if there are guys out there who they were maybe considering bringing in, like they will be able to be in those conversations where you know they they weren't a couple days ago and they are now. And he's paid. He's back for at least you know two years. Who who knows? Could be one year. Could be two. Could be three. Like, we'll see. I mean, if you're a Packers fan, I'm very, very happy that this is done and over with. We did pontificate what it would be like if uh, Aaron just played for vet men. Sure. Yeah. That'd be sweet. He would have gave up hundred and... We gave up a lot of money. Yeah. $145 million. It didn't have to be vet men, but he, I mean, I think he should have taken a deal where it wouldn't have even been close to being able to spend to the $50 million a year. Oh, you're saying what? Rapport uh, was He should have taken a deal where it wasn't even close to what we Well, you said that the other day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You actually won on one of your, I ain't wearing that fucking mask speeches <laughs> yeah. about, well, about that I mean, entire all, thing. All you've done for this guy. Well, he's that, hey. He's been a great friend of this show, but I do feel that it is whenever you start talking about people's money and what they like the contract reporting for a long time is fascinating because all this doesn't even account in for 
Uncle Sam, uh-huh. who's uh, getting his cash uh, federally, locally, citily, <laughs> yeah. communally, streetly, mm-hmm. neighborhoodly. I mean, that whole thing's happening there. But I like it. Maybe this is a new precedent for how deals will be talked about, what the actual deals are. Let's start talking about actual deals. Mm-hmm. The only team that has not gotten involved at all in <laughs> making deals is yeah. the Indianapolis Colts. What? Right. Yeah, there was like 12 players signed yesterday. Then last night, a bunch of deals were made. And we're going to try to keep everybody updated on everything. The big news that happened last night that should be chatted about uh, Uzama goes to the Jets on a three year $24 million deal a lot of conversation regarding that one oh, yeah. even the Bengals going to the Jets why would he do that is there more to it the internet seems to be snooping around <laughs> Devondre Campbell how you doing keep it moving DJ Clark Christian Kirk Cedric Wilson he's over to the Miami Dolphins mm-hmm. out of the Dallas Cowboys he's not the only one by the way leaving the Dallas Cowboys to go over to the Miami Dolphins. The Miami Dolphins make it plays, by the way. Oh, oh yeah. 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 They brought in Teddy Bridgewater paying him just about the same the fucking Mitchell Trubisky's making in Pittsburgh. Mm-hmm. Mitchell Trubisky, definite starter oh, yeah. in Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. Down in Miami, too, is still the guy. Just got a pretty expensive good backup. Is that what we're thinking? Yeah, you got to pay to have Teddy Two Gloves in the building. That's just how it is. He's making six up to ten. Uh, Mitchell Trubisky's making seven up to something. So that's pretty similar contracts for two very different conversations publicly. <laughs> or or is, I'm not saying that Tua doesn't deserve it. Nope. No. Because Mike McDaniel sat right here yeah. and said Tua's his guy. Aaron Rodgers signs. Frank Clark, two years, $29 million. Congrats to him. Harrison Phillips, he signed a big deal. He moved to the Vikings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Harrison Phillips, steadfast with mm-hmm. the Buffalo Bills, over to the Minnesota Vikings out of Stanford. He got money. Evan Ingram got money. Zay Jones got paid. Carlton Davis got paid. A lot of the boys making money. Congratulations. All right, boys. Now, on that particular thing, it doesn't have where all of these players have gone or if they stayed. A lot of people moving team to team. And there's now a big conversation about where Deshaun Watson's going to go. Seems like all eyes have kind of gone to Deshaun Watson because of the grand jury choosing not to indict Deshaun Watson on the criminal side of the allegations that came out over a year ago. Now, there's people on the internet saying, that does not mean he's innocent. And I would assume there's also people saying, well, it also doesn't say he's He's guilty. So I think what the NFL was on the side of is, hey, if they're not going to indict him, we're no longer going to indict him either. And teams have opened up and said, hey, we're in the game. We're in the game. We would like to be in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes. And the Houston Texans have taken a lot of calls from a lot of teams. Yeah. There's only one team publicly that they've said, nope, you can't get involved. <laughs> and that's that? the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, that's right. No. I just loved hearing that we tried. Yeah. True. Yeah. I actually put that because Schefter is the one that reported that the Houston Texans have said, nah, to the Colts' attempts to talk to Deshaun Watson, who is currently fielding meetings with teams to see who he would waive his no trade clause to. We knew the Colts wouldn't be able to get Deshaun Watson in the same division. Some people were even saying nobody in the same conference is going to be able to get a chance at Deshaun Watson because on the football Ball field. He is an absolute stud. Who knows what that player is going to be after a year and a half off? Who knows how long the suspension is potentially coming from the NFL? But a lot of teams are willing to find out. So far, the Panthers, the Saints, and now the Atlanta Falcons are on the books for meetings with Deshaun Watson to kind of chit-chat with him about waiving his no-trade clause to those cities. That's the entire NFC South, other than the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are now in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, trying to win him over, traveling to Houston to chat with him to see if he would be willing to go to their city. And the Cleveland 
Browns. Wow. Cleveland Browns are meeting with Deshaun Watson to see if he would be willing to waive his no trade clause to go up to Cleveland, Ohio, and join the dog pond. That being said, you would assume that would involve a trade with Baker Mayfield to Houston. Deshaun goes to Cleveland. Now, there's conflicting reports about Deshaun Watson either wanting to go to the Steelers or not wanting to go to the Steelers, and the Steelers not wanting Deshaun Watson. Mm. So did Deshaun Watson want to go to – this is all – who knows what's real. Right. Water. But if it is real that he wanted to go to the Steelers and the Steelers said, nah, and then he said, all right, fucking bring Cleveland in. That would be awesome if that was something that happened. And uh, who knows, if he ends up in Cleveland, Amari Cooper's there. They got Chubb. They got Hunt. They're probably going to invest in a defense if Jadavion Clowney's not going to be there because they saw how much of a benefit that was for Miles Garrett and the entire D-line. Probably going to have to bring in another weapon, but Deshaun Watson probably helps you recruit players. Oh, no. The AFC. North Uh with Joey B and then potentially getting an indoor practice facility and also spending money on the offensive line. That's right. They're probably not done yet after a Super Bowl appearance. They lose Uzama to the Jets. Nobody could have expected that. The internet, I guess, did think that was going to happen. But now the Browns potentially with Deshaun Watson and others. What's going on with the Steelers? Oh, you guys got Metro Trubisky. Oh, Let's not for, forget Deshaun was four and twelve the last season oh, okay. that he played. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's matter. Let's I talk mean, about Bill he steps one foot in Cleveland. He's never going to go there. I mean, and it's the Cleveland Browns that'll screw that up. Uh, the Steelers were never involved. Deshaun never wanted to go to the Steelers. I have that on good authority. So we could not. We could stop spreading the mystery. Is that your source? <laughs> yeah, source. Says nope, just one. Okay. Who's that? Yeah, so we can stop spreading misinformation on this program. So he did not want to go to the Steelers? No. And the Steelers did not want to show him what's I don't know about that side, but I know Sean did not want to go to the Steelers. Uh, I, I don't know what's real or not. You're wearing a cowboy hat. Yep. And, <laughs> you know what I mean? I, I don't know. No, I'm just saying what I heard. Because Diggs does have like some actual sources. Oh, yeah. In like the if, in the, if you really wanted uh-huh. to. So you have to kind of piece apart here. What's Tone Diggs? Mm-hmm. What's Hammer Don Cowboy Tone Diggs. Mm-hmm. Right. And who's diehard Yenzer Steeler fan? Anthony DeGioia. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Program what? got their quarterback for seven million a year. Are you kidding me? We up, upgraded the O line last night and this morning. I mean, the, things are looking up, my friend. Okay. So. Yeah, we're not worried right. about some four and 12 quarterback. All right, okay. all right. We don't know what's real and what isn't. All right. Let's bounce around to some other big time signings. JC Jackson gets out of New England, mm-hmm. although he wanted to stay forever. He did. Absolutely. And signs with the Chargers, which everybody uh, kind of. Uh, pointed to being the case immediately upon him being uh, available, which I don't know why. Why didn't the Colts? What, what are we? <laughs> the Colts are waiting. They signed him for a five-year, $82.5 million deal, which, by the way, that's how that's reported. Yes. Five-year, $82.5 million, okay? $40 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. So the f- just how that was reported is exactly contradictive to what we were talking about with the Aaron Rodgers, how it was reported. Should have been reported as two-year, $40 million. Exactly. Bingo. Yeah. Like the actual, are we going to start reporting actual deals where people are probably going to get cut afterwards or ask for a resign? If that's the case, I love that we are a very small part of potential journalistic integrity being lifted a bit for these entire deals. Yeah, think about so many patrons are pissed about yeah, this, too. I mean, am I? Yeah, I think you should. Absolutely. I think we all should, though. We were all a part of this, weren't we? Yeah, we should all probably stand like the end of a show, you know? Okay. When everybody's like clapping and you come back out. Oh, Harry Collins. Harry They do like the. And then like the. 
We did it. We did it. Thank you. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. I feel like it's not going to happen then. They're still just going to report the gaudy numbers that aren't real. Oh, yeah. But whatever the case. I mean, five years, 82 and a half million sounds a hell of a lot better than two years, 40 million. <laughs> he's, one of the, he's one of the best cornerbacks in the league. Like, he, I mean, Isn't it crazy? Because five years, 186 million sounds a lot better than a $150 million deal. Mm-hmm. But the $150 million deal you see actually fits our... So. Uh, we can't bitch about it. We got to move on. We're in this business for a long time. It's going to be a lot of these situations. <laughs> but congrats to J.C. Jackson signing with the Chargers. Derwin James, Bosa, mm-hmm. the boys over there. They're hungry. Brandon Staley. Oh, yeah, Khalil Mack out yeah. of Chicago for a bag of balls. Bag of balls. Good for the Chargers, man. Trying yeah. to win back L.A. Look out. J.C.'s a hell of a player, right? Yeah, he's unbelievable. He's a ball hawk, but also lockdown. Yeah, he, he follows guys all around. I mean, that one game against Buffalo where it was we ran the ball every single play. A massive reason the Bills weren't able to do anything was because he was unbelievable on Stefan Diggs. Yeah, because they only had one wide receiver on most plays. Yes. Right? Because it was so windy. Everybody mm-hmm. had to block because they didn't know how long it was going to take. And then Josh Allen actually threw like 30 times. Yeah. yeah. A ton. I think he threw yeah. like 30 times that yeah. game where you guys threw it once. Uh, three times. Uh, Come on. Didn't trust your quarterback. Two for three. Yeah, but I thought Bill was going in there like. We're going to win a game without fucking throwing a ball one time. <laughs> he did wear He the was Navy. pissed that one time, right, whenever the ball was thrown. He was, like, pissed that the ball even got thrown. Oh, yeah. Good. Made me think Bill was like, we're going for zero fucking pass attempts. Uh-huh. Play action. What's this young punk do? You checking on it? <laughs> Sick of it. I will put fucking Hoyer in there right now. His ass will hand it off every single play. You hear me? One's enough, and then two more happen. You son of a bitch. Yeah, he was not happy. I mean, he had the Navy mask before the game, too. He was planning on just doing the triple option every single play. We have some breaking news out of the NFL here on day two. Mike Garofolo is reporting that pass rusher Randy Gregory is pulling a U-turn. He's agreeing to terms with the Broncos as Vic Lombardi reported. Cowboys deal has fallen apart. Uh, same deal for Randy Gregory with the Broncos as he was to sign with Cowboys. Source says five years, 70 million. Damn. But Two years, twenty six million. We don't know. <laughs> it was twenty eight. Yeah. Yeah. We don't. Yeah. There it is. See. Okay. All right. Yeah. That was the. That's the. The official part. Cowboys Twitter account tweeted this fifteen minutes ago. The Broncos have responded with their own tweet. Free agency matters. The DN has agreed to terms on a new five year contract with the Dallas Cowboys. Read more here. Denver Broncos surprise. <laughs> oh, that is awesome. That's a little John Elway. Jerry's uh-huh. going to be happy. That's a little John Elway coming in. Are you serious? Look what we're used to. We just got Russell Wilson up here. Come on. Come on, Dallas. I'm They're calling me. you the DN on Twitter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What's that about? You ain't the DN. I mean, you are a, a certainly the DN in our mind, but you're fucking Randy Gregory. Yeah. We're talking about building a brand here. Love you in Denver. Congrats to him making a play. Yeah, huge. Congrats to the Broncos making a play as well. Uh-huh. He's stud, right? Freak athlete. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Very nimble. Uh-huh. Yes. And yeah. they have Bradley Chubb on the other side, who was one overall, two overall pick for, as a DN. And now if, if Vaughn goes back, I mean, they basically have the same similar situation as what the Rams had last year with three rushers that are just incredible. Russell Wilson's like, Man, thank Russell. you. Mm-hmm. This is what I've been asking for. <laughs> Joining us now. He's a man who knows quarterbacks inside and out. That's right. Been coaching in the NFL for 95 years. He is currently the quarterback coach for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Super Bowl champion, a man who's been linked to Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, Pat McAfee, and Tom Brady. Ladies and gentlemen, Clyde Christensen. How are you, pal? Good to be with you. God, you look so good. Look at that glow, that tan. What, you just been golfing down there in Tampa? What's going we, on? We, we do. We got the Valspar down here. It's a good weekend to be in Tampa Bay. I'll tell you that. 
Uh, it was. It became a much better one, I assume. Whenever you, you found... aren't kidding, <laughs> <laughs> it certainly did. It certainly did, and uh, fun to watch Peyton on your segment before that, and uh, kind of taking some pride. I think I officially now have more hair than he does. So <laughs> at eighty years old, that's a that, that, that's an achievement. Uh, obviously, you and Peyton have a great relationship, and you have the to best. you have to be able to get along with the people that you coach. That is your style, by the way. I'm always here for you, trying to make you better, trying to get answers for you. And I think that's why all the big name guys enjoy working alongside of you so much. Let's talk about Tom Brady a little bit here. Whenever you saw him go to watch Manchester United, did you see the photo of him in the crowd miserable? And then did you hear that Cristiano Ronaldo scored three goals? And then did you see on his Instagram story when Cristiano Ronaldo said, you're done, right? And he goes, ah, I don't know, after today, I'm not 100% sure. Well, did you get a sense he was coming? back how did you find out and uh, what was your immediate reaction my immediate reaction was absolutely joy pure joy right I mean that, that, that uh, all of a sudden those reports on these free agents and college kids got a lot shorter I, <laughs> I think probably the first glimpse I had that maybe he was coming back was he'd been retired about three days and I FaceTimed him and he was vacuuming his living room as we were FaceTiming and so uh, you know I, I, I uh, that was probably my first glimpse, him he, him bragging about that they had to clean his condo in New York now because he'd been working on the thing for a couple of days. So uh, I think that was the first thing. I did. I just didn't didn't think he was quite ready to vacuum condos and uh, <laughs> dust and uh, clean bathrooms quite yet. I think he's still got a little bit of football in him. So I just, you know, I, I held out hope the whole way and uh, just because he's a football player, you know, you just, you just I, I couldn't, couldn't see him let it in that way. And that's one thing he said, you know, that, one thing when you're around him is I think you're you're in shock that when you don't win the Super Bowl you just kind of think you're going to win it. Hey, Tom's going to figure out a way. We're going to win that thing. That game ends with the Rams, and you know not the way we wanted it to end. But you know you just kind of always have that feel that you, you got a chance, and and you're going to end the end of the day you're going to win. So uh, I do I do think that I'm not completely surprised. Extremely happy and. Uh, because the further it went, the more you just start thinking, eh, Maybe he does like voice. doing vacuum. Maybe he is. <laughs> exactly right. Uh, when B.A. was talking shit about him publicly, you know, and it's a, <laughs> it's not B.A. talking shit. That's just how B.A. talks, by the way. It's just B.A. is as open as anybody in history. He's just, and people are taking the headlines, especially with the report coming out, you know, that A.Q. Shipley was linked to that wasn't real, that A.Q. got buried in the middle <laughs> of it, that there was a little bit of a beef between Tom and B.A and then people thought maybe Tom would come back and then during the combine while B.A. was talking he was like hey, you know he's probably like some of these other guys just wants a fucking name out there you know? <laughs> and then uh, that, that's just like how B.A. is though I think the way he talks is just naturally like that was there ever a real genuine fear like when the public stuff started getting loud like oh maybe he is gone maybe he does and he did hate this entire thing or did you just see that all his noise and do you think B.A. was on the same side as you thinking he was inevitably going to come back at some point anyways yeah I don't think any of us felt overly confident because, you you know, you just don't know. He did retire. He's a well-thought-out guy. And the one thing that hit me was, you know, that it, you know it's, not, it's not at 44 like it surprised him and was going to be an overnight decision. So I, I think we, we were scared. I, I think I was scared that, hey, maybe it is, maybe it is time for him. But, uh, you know, I just held – you do feel like you held out hope. I do think that all the reports, anything that I've seen that him and B.A. didn't get along and have a rift, and I think that would be false, that that's just not true and – Never saw any part of that whatsoever, and uh, and uh, Tom wouldn't let that happen. Tom's too respectful, as you've seen through all these years, too respectful coaches, and you know anything that he would do would be 
done behind closed doors, face to face, and uh, you know that, that just has never been the case here. It's all, it's really kind of it is a great fun place to play football and be a you know being a player's coach, whatever that equals. And uh, you know I, I don't think there was anything to that. I think that was just speculation. Okay, so let's uh, let's dive in. Whenever he said there's still more to prove or whatever, Will Compton had one of the best tweets of all time. He's like, what, dude? 22 years, <laughs> seven Super Bowls, uh, the greatest of all time, no argument to be had, going to be, you know, his own wing at the Hall of Fame in Canton. What does that mean, you think, whenever he says there's more to prove, more to do, and what do you think he's looking to do first here in this entire offseason? Well, I'll t- I will share this with you, okay? So I talked to him two mornings ago, early in the morning, and it felt like the morning after we had just lost to the Rams. I mean, he had his list going, hey, we got to fix this. If we can improve this, we're going to be better. Like, he, he, he was on. There wasn't any easing back into this thing. It felt like the day after a game, he said, hey, we got to fix this. we got to fix this. Here's one thing that I think we could do better. I can do this better. I should have done this. I can do this. And uh, so he he hasn't been just vacuuming, I don't believe. So he, <laughs> he, he, he was well thought out. He has a great vision of, of how, where he sees this thing going, which is kind of how he ticks. You know, he just kind of that, – that's how he rolls it. He just always is looking ahead. Here's what I can – here's how I fix it. He, He's a solutions guy. He, he, you know, he's not a whiner. He's not a complainer. He's just a solutions guy. Hey, here's here's a solution to this. Here's a solution to that. Here's a couple things we could try that maybe would make this better. So uh, I talked to him two mornings ago, and uh, and he was he was uh, ready to roll. I think he'd been out of retirement probably twelve hours at that point, and uh, and he had his list of things we had to go to work on, and uh, so so uh, fuck what up. We're we're back and. Uh, going again but that that's just you know he won't ease back into it he, he sure isn't satisfied and he told me you know he did, that that was the first thing he said i you know didn't want to go out that way i want to let's make sure that we exhaust every avenue empty the chamber let's go and make sure we do everything possible to win this thing the next year he said that, that's that's what i'm committed to do and uh so it really did feel like a guy who had been planning for a couple weeks or months probably since the ram game and uh and uh, so he, he was on a mission already. So, so what did you do? No what did you do? Back, hugs and kisses. It was, it was a, hey, here's what we got to get done. Here's what I need you to do. Let's get started, you know. And, uh, and uh, so, so the sticks went into the garage yesterday. That's what I was about door. to say, now, yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, you, there you go. What you do? You took the driver that was in your hand when he called you, and you're like, yeah, I'm in the, I'm in the office right now. <laughs> yeah, I, put- hit, I hit it behind my chair. Exactly. I hit it back <laughs> behind my chair, you know. I, Exactly what I was thinking. Been working on those things. <laughs> Here we go. That's right. Uh, you guys obviously have a lot of unrestricted free agents from the last couple years, and that'll all hopefully get figured out. As a coach, though, that's not really your business. Is it hard not to peek around, though, at what other teams are doing? For instance, the entire NFC South allegedly in on Deshaun Watson conversations. Is that something you guys pay attention to, or just as a fan, or there's really nothing you could do about any of it at this point a lot less now that brady's back in the fold a lot less i think when brady wasn't in the fold you were interested about everything because your margins got even tighter than they always are in the nfl but uh yeah you can't help but look around and you you know you you just you window shop and you you you've seen all these guys on the highlight film and you go gosh if we you know would he ever fit in into what we do but you know with the salary cap and stuff the personnel guys do a good job with that so um you know, I, I, that's a little bit out of my hands. But, yeah, it comes across the ticker. And I always hate to see when one of the guys in our division signs a defensive guy who sacks the quarter. But, you know, I was, oh, you know. Son of a bitch. You do kind of, uh, you do, it does kind of affect you. I always kind of 
die when you know someone drafts a great player who I think is great, or someone signs a free agent who's who's in our division. So I kind of want that. You know, I'd love to just uh, get those six games forfeited and move on and win the division. So I, I hate when any of those teams get better, and then you, you just know you're going to have to. Yeah, going to have to go in and beat him, which we all know. Um, let's talk about Chris Godwin. He mm-hmm. got franchise tagged by you guys coming off of an injury. Describe why he's so good. You've been around a lot of greats. Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, T.Y. going all the way back from the tight. I mean, you've been around yep. a lot of incredible wide receivers. What is it about Godwin you think that not only a franchise tag after an injury, but allegedly every team in the NFL was going to try to get Godwin after an injury as well. That's why the franchise tag was such a big deal. What does he mean to that team down there? He's 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 one of those guys. His makeup's perfect. You know, you you just he's a you know he's kind of a coach's dream because he does, he's extremely talented. He works unbelievably hard. He's a guy who's never going to miss a workout. He's, you know exactly what you're going to get from him every single day, and he's talented. You know that, that 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 those guys are you know it's hard to find everything in a guy. So I think he is what we need in our locker room. He's a good influence. He's great with the young players and. Uh, and he, and he also is a security blanket for Tom. You know exactly what you're going to get every week. So, um, yeah, those guys are hard to come by that just have everything. You can find, you know, talented guys who maybe are lacking here or there. but Or you can find guys who are great human beings and try hard guys, but they're not quite as talented. And he kind of is a unique – he's not a – I'll tell you the other thing for wideout, just, you know, he's one of those guys who will do all the grimy work. He's a 4-3 guy who will do the grimy work and go in and root out linebackers and – block defensive ends and go get safeties. And uh, so, you know, those guys, they're, they're hard, hard, hard to find. And with what we do, just running so many tight formations where we're running up in there and those wideouts have to block all three all three body types inside there. He's one of the rare guys who can do that. Hey, it feels like there's a lot of fast guys now. It's combine. The amount Ooh. of people that ran under 4-4, what do you think that means? Do you think the game's going to continue to change and be less physical as these speeds continue to keep up? Or do you just think inevitably some of these guys are not going to be able to make it because of the physicalness of it all? Yeah, I think both of it. I think both it is going to, you know, there are. I've never seen guys run that fast as the combine this year, and there's just more and more. And, uh, you know, we had a couple guys, Ciro and a couple of those guys, BP, came in and made big plays for us after we lost Godwin and A.B., and uh, you know that their speed, there's not, there's no way to, you know, there, you know that that you, you can't fake speed. You got it or you don't have it. So I do think those guys are here to stay. They put a stress on the defense. There are big plays to be had, and uh, but I, I do think it'll it'll be interesting because it is harder to run the ball. Most of those speed guys aren't great blockers, and you know some of them are smaller type of guys. So I think it's a little bit of both. I think it is gonna, I think it is gonna keep changing the game, and I and I also think that. Uh, you know that that um, a lot of them won't make it. That, that, you know, a lot of times that you, you get enamored with that combine and with forty times, and you get on the grass, and they're not quite they're not quite as good of football players as they are track stars. What the hell happened? Uh, guy ran a four two. <laughs> looks like he's running a five one right now. I mean, as soon as those pads go on, Clyde, that first day of training camp with those pads. Oh, it is awesome. Now, I don't have to hit anybody, so I'm in a great spot. (laughs) I just get a chance to look around at everybody, as do you. Some of those eyes get real big whenever they're being asked, all right, you're going to run right through the middle here. And uh, that's a 32-year-old man who has played for a long time. And you need to get full speed because if you don't, we won't be able to release you out here. And then you see some guys just, ah, okay, all right. (laughs) Scooting by. There's a lot of that. That first day of full there's, pads. There's a lot of those. And then when you start drawing up those plays and you're in bunch and you say, okay, you're going to block down on Shaq here 
and just pin Shaq down inside and, uh, you know, that wasn't exactly what they signed, thought they signed up for, you know. So they're, they're, there's an awful lot of things those cats got to do, and uh, and their eyes do get big coming across the middle. Their eyes get big when you, you tell them, hey, we're going to slide through inside here, and then you're going to help on the linebacker, you know. And uh, But it's it's part of it, and that's why I think, you know, it's not every one of those times make it that there will be a there'll be a big bus factor in those speed guys also. Well, you know, to their defense, too, the faster you run, the bigger the collision. So, mm-hmm. like, their collisions are going to naturally be bigger than mine and Clyde's because we're showing mm-hmm. up. We're taking our time getting there, <laughs> you know, so we can kind of brace for it. Those guys are flying in there fast. Just physical game. It's always going to be football. Is Now, let's – I, want to I think about- the, other, the other thing is they're coming out of college where, you know, everything's a spread offense. That even on run plays, most of these wideouts now are running a route, you know, even even when you watch the like a distraction. The ball off. The wideouts are running a slant route, so he could pull it and throw you a slant. So we're not, we're not asking people in college to block and root out safeties and some of the things they're just going to have to do. And uh, it is, it's, it's hard to get video on, on those guys doing that because there's so many spread offenses now. So it's really hard to evaluate the wideouts that way. Okay, so that's a good pivot, actually, now to the quarterbacks. You obviously had to look at some of the young quarterbacks as the thought was that yeah. Tom Brady was going into retirement. And I don't know when the last time you had to look at a draft class. I guess Trask a little bit. You guys drafted him last year. You had to look into it. But they were saying this year there's no quarterbacks that are NFL ready. As you were looking into that, why is that? Why do you think that was the narrative? And what do you think about like the future of the quarterback position? A man who's been around the quarterback position in yeah. the NFL for three plus decades at this point it's going to be really really interesting i think there's a couple of things i do i do think that there's a little bit of a shortage i think you're you're kind of seeing how you were in sandlot ball trickle into college hey let's just take our best athlete and put him at quarterback whether he can throw or not throw and uh, <laughs> so I, I think that that's been part of it and the more you do that the less sophisticated the passing games become and the less ready they are when they come to us so I do think that there's a, a little bit of a shortage, and some of the NFL teams are adjusting and putting a little more of the spread stuff in. But uh, but long term wise, I just think it's you know finding a pocket guy who it's really hard to find video of these quarterbacks doing things you're going to ask them to do in this league, and uh, it's really hard to find you know I'll watch 450 throws and not see two deep ends or something that we're we're going to ask them to do, and so a lot of it is just projection. You have to project it, and then. I think the other thing is I think the portal is going to hurt us. All mostly a lot of these guys have transferred. You don't know why. Is it is it for an advantage? Is it, you know they didn't get along with their coaches and did they not, you know? So I, I just think uh, I think the trend's not good. You know, you're just not seeing we're not developing quarterbacks in our league like we need to college. I just don't think there's a development of the quarterback position and uh, so everything's just gotten a little bit more scheme and and spread offense oriented. Is that a patience thing, not having time to do it? What do you think it is? I think it is patience. I think it is a lot of patience that, uh, you know, I think the thing I've said it forever in this league that all of a sudden, you know, you can be a good young prospect and, you you know, you have three coordinators in three years or three coordinators in two years and two head coaches. And, you know, no one stays with coaches or a system long enough to to let a guy develop and, and uh, where you really can evaluate him and see if he, if he is going to develop. This isn't an overnight process. And, you know, I use Tom and Peyton as great examples. They were in the same offense for 18 plus years, you know, the same offense. Peyton took his, took his out to Denver and, uh, you know, but those guys were with the same coaches. They were in stable situations, you know, Josh and, and Tom were together for an awful long time. And, and, uh, and that, that's part of this development process, uh, and I think we're, we're missing it. Some of these young guys, I, 
I hate it for them. You know, you're, you're almost doomed. Certain franchises you get drafted to, it about guarantees you you're going to have three coordinators in three years. They're going to be changing everything every two years. And, and I, I think it, it's, it's hard to evaluate the guy. It's hard to really say, hey, this guy doesn't have it. And uh, you pull the plug on him. And you, and you just don't know when it's going to click for him. You, re, you really don't know when it's going to click for him. And so you, I think you just got to get some time on task and give him a chance in the same system. And, and uh, it's hard to do in this league. You've, really you've always been a super pro player guy. As a coach, always have been. That's why all the players love you. I think that's why all the quarterbacks love you. And I think you told us, let's just get the horse to the derby, basically. Like, hey, we got a stallion here. Let's just get him to the race and let's set him up for success. That's kind of always been your viewpoint. Do you still get, like, immense satisfaction out of the tiny little things? Like Kyle Trask, I assume, from what he was last year to now, that coaching. Because a lot of people say that NFL coaches don't want to do the coaching and make people better. But that's not my experience at all from the coaches that I've been around in yeah. the NFL. I assume there's other places that are like that. I'm just not no, sure. No, that, that's what I get a kick out of. That's what I, I get a kick out of seeing a guy improve, whether it's Kyle Trask and you're working every every day before practice, you know, just – Brady doesn't need a 30-minute individual, but Kyle Trask needs 40, you know. So I love doing that. I love the offseason. That's one thing I loved about the NFL is that you could take those guys, if it's a Pierre Garçon who, you know, who, you know, just was fresh and hadn't hadn't done anything and just go in the indoor facility and learn and teach. And, uh, you know, or if it's Brady and he just wants to work on his feet and to, and to watch him get better and do what he does. And so I, I really do. I, I really do get a kick out of that. That's That's why I got in this thing. That's what keeps me going. That's the whole thing. How do we develop guys? How do you how do you how do you make them better and better and better? And it's I think we're we're getting less and less. I think college is getting more and more recruiting and and portals instead of just developing guys. And I think we're guilty in the same way a little bit that you know that we our rules are going less and less football. It's harder and harder for a Pierre Garcon, a Kyle Trask to develop because they're limiting how much time they can be in the building and. And I think in some ways that, that hurts football. You still remember my strike to Frog's outside leg? Oh, that's one of my favorite all-time practice moments. Me and Clyde. Uh, Clyde the and, money throw. Big money throw to end individual. Oh, yeah, I do remember that one. Nice oh, blowing outside. Oh, my God. So, you know, Clyde and I had a little bit of a shit-talking relationship. Sure. Mm-hmm. Okay, Clyde. We're competitive individuals. Uh, always got along, though. Clyde has always been super nice to me, and I've always been very grateful for that. And he knows I got a... You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He knows I got an absolute cannon. I don't, people don't realize that you were a, you were an NFL quarterback for probably for most of your career there. You just just never got your crack. Peyton stayed too healthy. Well, that's the issue, <laughs> you know. And that's what you were talking about. People not falling into the right situation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah, know, I if mean, he wasn't an Iron Man, maybe right. I have a lot of reps. But uh, they were walking. Had you, a, go ahead. Had you got had you got your chance, Peyton may not uh, may not have that jacket from Canton. Anymore. <laughs> <laughs> that's why you never know. You just don't know how. It's going. I'm pretty certain about that whole thing. But, yeah, Clyde was walking across the field. They were going to another drill inside. I think I was staying outside, you know, to punt. It must have been just like a ridiculously breezy day where they couldn't get anything done. And uh, Frog, one of our equipment managers, is I think – how far out was he? How far down the field do you think that was? He's pretty far down. Oh, I think at least 47 yards, yeah. At least 47 yards away. I don't know if it was that far, but it was a haul. And he goes, uh, all right, shot outside knee. Outside knee is what we're looking for. And literally, as I throw it, like, the ball is, like, 
tiger vision, you know, like going right towards it. And Frog catches it right on his knee, like right on the sideline. Oh my God. Best throw I've ever had in my entire life. Best ever. And Clyde's like, oh my, like you got it. All right. And like jog off. It was a magical moment. I, I know that you wanted me to miss that though. You know? So that's why I felt even, uh, that's why I felt even better in there. That's awesome. Those, those are the stories that keep me in coaching. I, I love those stories. I love those moments. And, uh, it's a bar. That, that, that's that's what's great about what we do. That's what's great about football and the relationships that come from it, and uh, that's special stuff. Well, special stuff. Hey, I was preparing for that fake against the Steelers for years and years yep. and years and years mm-hmm. and years. You know, mm-hmm. I also that one against the Cowboys, but that one didn't work out <laughs> as well. Uh, the boys have a couple questions. If that's okay, Coach, please. You're the best, man. Go ahead, Ty. Clyde, there's that common misconception that if you have a guy like Tom or Peyton, that you don't really need to coach at all, but. You know, with him calling you the day after he comes out of retirement, he's already on your ass already. At this point in the year, with him coming back, does that put more or less on your plate as you're preparing for next year than it would if you were either looking at someone in the draft or free agency or trying to, you know, get someone in house ready to go? Hour two on the other side of this six minute break. We'll see you then. Go ahead. Sorry about it. Good, good question. Uh, you know what? I think both of them, they both have their own unique thing. But I do think these last two years, we haven't had the off season, So it's been a hard time to make those adjustments. We haven't had them in the building because of COVID. We haven't had those OTAs as much. And uh, But I do think the earlier we can get going, I think it hurt us a little bit with the development with Tom just of the offense. It took us a while to just kind of evolve it, as I've said on the show. But we just, we just didn't have time on task. We didn't know each other and uh so i'm really looking forward to this year hopefully over a couple games of golf when you know i love those uh half half golf half football trips and uh but we will we'll sit down and we'll get a bunch of work in and uh and uh, just talk about hey what do we have to do how do we fix these things and uh and uh how do we get even better and better and better so their minds anyone the biggest lie ever told i used to laugh when you know you'd go somewhere and they thought because you had paid man you, you don't have easiest job there is and uh as uh pat would attest to it's not quite as easy as people think not quite as fun but uh it's hard work and these these guys are driven i mean they they they, that's one thing i love about coaching the high performer that they you know they're so dang driven and uh and uh so yeah no that's like brady the other day you'd think hey this we're gonna ease back into this thing and he had his list and hey here's some things we got to get working on you know let me know as soon as you find out this let me know as soon as you find out that and uh and uh, so, so I think it's kind of both. A new guy, we would have had to been planning differently, but but I think it's the same with Tom. And I think it's really kind of the first off season where things are a little bit back to normal, and we'll get a little more time on task. And we have two years of a video of practice of being around the guy, knowing what he likes and what he doesn't like. So it should be better than it's been. You take advantage of Tom around hole twelve, hole thirteen when he gets bored too, or is that just he? Uh, just yeah, me? we've had a couple of good ones. He 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 doesn't. He's got those little kids, so I got a little bit of advantage on him. He's got a, he stays awful busy. Yeah, that's we get to about hole twelve, hole thirteen. I'm starting to drift off. Oh, yeah. like, oh, I like to press it. I like to press it. Let's press this thing. Let's get it going. I appreciate you so much, Coach. Enjoy this season with Tom. Uh, last question: Whenever yeah. you, when you guys didn't have a quarterback. Your relationship with Andrew Luck, BA's relationship with Andrew Ooh. Luck, was there ever that thought? And what do you think about Andrew Luck as a, as a potential returner to football? I don't think it's ever going to happen, but uh, you know him much better than I do. I don't see it happening, but every time I talk to him, I tell, I remind him I have his scholarship in my top drawer. I just keep it there. So I, I got a scholarship <laughs> set aside for him if uh, if he ever changes. I don't think he's going to. He did, but, uh, you know, and then, then – 
No, I was re- checking everything. We were checking, you know, Peyton's had a couple of years of rest. His body should be fresh. Ooh. So, you know, that may have happened too. Who knows? So, uh, yeah, no, that it, it is, uh, it's full time trying to make sure you got a guy in that position. So that was a great phone call. That was a great, great to find out that he was coming back. And uh, that was awesome for us. Tom Brady, not Andrew Luck. Yes. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, quarterback coach of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, absolute stud NFL icon, Clyde Christensen. Thank you, coach. Joining us now is a man who tried to break faces literally every single time he did his profession for a long time. Yep. His forehead, which is larger, heavier, and stronger than everybody else's, Mm -hmm. to everybody else's Adam's apple and jaw was his goal. That was his sweet spot. And he did it more than any other Green Bay Packer in the history of the Green Bay Packers. He's a Super Bowl champion, college football national champion, Ryder Cup champion, COVID survivor, had 41 tackles in a game one time, two (laughs) times in high school, and now he's out in the middle of the fucking mountains. Ladies and gentlemen, A.J. Hawk. Whoa. How's it working? Well, I think we all just judged your costume before we got into the conversation. You look amazing, though. You can judge my costume. That's fine with me. I'm okay with it. But, um, is that your ski I'm costume? It looks okay. I'm trying to. We've been piecing together internet situations out here. So, I mean, just the fact that I'm even connected, I'm, I'm shocked, but I'm, I'm happy that I'm on here. Well, we're honored, AJ. Yeah. Thank you, AJ. Hey, well, thank you, AJ. Thank you, AJ. Thank you so much. No, I'm saying I'm, I'm more. It's unbelievable to me that there's still places that don't have internet, that don't have Wi Fi. And I'm, I'm kind of currently living in one. So you're off the grid right now. Where are you at this exact moment? I see you're wearing like a uh, ski costume. That's your ski costume there? No, this is the jacket that I wear every single day of my life, always. And this is a hoodie underneath it that I wear probably three to four times a I week. It was an um, but I went skiing, we went skiing yesterday for the first time ever as a family. So all of us went skiing for a while, and we're out here out west near, near the mountains. Uh, Bunny Hill, are you a good skier? Is the whole family a good skiing uh, fam? Well, it's the first, first time ever in the history of the Hawk family that any of us have skied, other than my wife, you know, <laughs> one, or two, uh, one or two high school trips. So it was, uh, you know, it was a successful day. We, we made it happen. It was a lot of work, super sore, but it, it worked out well. How miserable is it, oh. AJ? How <laughs> miserable? It's a lot of, hey, it is a lot of stuff. Renting boots, yeah. skis, mm-hmm. poles, helmets, everything for everybody. And then, obviously... Who do you think is carrying it? My wife and I usually are carrying the majority of it. We drove like an hour and a half to some other place because we couldn't do it here where we are. But, you know, it was, it, was good, uh, it was a good family builder for all of us. I think we all grew. We, we got that. Sounds fun. Oh, how's the snow? It's 70 degrees back here. Oh, yeah. It's beautiful. It's spring right now. It's awesome beautiful. back here in the Midwest. It's weird. There's a ton of snow, actually, and they actually just got some real snow. I guess they make snow, too, and all that, but mm-hmm. we I was sweating bullets the whole time we were out there because we got out there, and all of a sudden, the sun comes out, and it was blazing hot. We could have stayed and gone in the afternoon, but we didn't. We couldn't make that, that whole uh, thing happen. <laughs> Jesus. You hate this? Are you guys okay? How was the apres ski in the lodge? Was it good for the family up there? The apres? You're such a fancy, cultured guy. I forgot. Um <laughs> It was cool. We actually went and got to uh, have a nice little lunch there. I saw the whole ski culture. It's, I know Connor grew up in this uppity, sure. like yuppie world. It's pretty cool, man. I can see, I can understand it. If I could get a new body and a whole new lower half of my body, I could see myself becoming a skier. <laughs> <laughs> you, you're terrible. Are you bad at this? Did it hurt? No, no, no. I'm, I'm good. I'm saying oh, yeah. it is. 
massive pain the whole time though on so, your knees because you got to be at that like bend you're like a uh, uh, half squat the entire intermediate yeah like that's how i am like i can i can go full squat or i can go straight legged i can't be doing in between it's like when you climb stairs and that's how you have to ski the whole time but also like feet ankles like my achilles might be torn now like, <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, I'll, give it a, I'll give it another try though i'll do it again hey way to go that's that that's that ohio grit that's, that's right, right. well right. my knees my achilles my ankle what? my feet everything hurts but i'm gonna give it a go because uh-huh. we're out in the middle of the mountains and there's literally nothing else i can do out here oh that's hey. why we came what do you mean that's why we're here so your family's never skied before. You're like, you know what? Let's go to the fucking Rockies. Let's get out in the middle of a place we know nothing about. And let's go for it. Yeah, it all kind of came together um, late because this is my kid's spring break. They have an early spring break, so we wanted to do something. So we're out here. We head back to Ohio on Thursday. But it was cool, man. It, we still have plenty more uh, different things. We're going to go to those hot springs, you know, where you go oh, up and you swim in those hot pools. Here in the we cold, go. So. Yeah, all these things. Gonna be, it's going to be fun. The Hawk family will dominate the hot oh, springs. Oh, yeah. I can't wait for those oh. yuppie families to see Axel showing up at that goddamn thing. Cannonball and yeah, yeah. belly flop. Oh, this is going to be awesome. It. This is amazing. Yeah, probably pooping in yeah, it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Axel, don't poop in a hot spring. <laughs> 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 uh, all right, let's talk about the news. Before actually joining us right now is a man who, uh, you know, broke some news. A guy who we weren't able, we had to suspend from the show. Uh-huh. We had to suspend from the show for at least a week. Now that the details have come out on the contract, the way it's being reported is fascinating. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's how all contracts are going to be reported going forward, what the actual numbers are as opposed to the entirety of it. But ladies and gentlemen, joining us now, host of the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet in Friends, us being the Friends I mean, we're on the outs there for a little bit. Yeah. Him being rap sheet, senior NFL insider for NFL Network and the NFL, Ian Rappaport. Hey, it is great to see your face back here, dude. It's great to be back. I'm not going to lie. It was, uh, it was difficult. It was, I feel like it's, it's only been about a week. It feels like it's been 10 weeks. Uh, it hurt my heart. Um, and I'm really happy to be back. Okay, well, it's great to have you back. And who knows how long you'll be back. This might be a stint here, you know, yeah. depending upon yeah. how this entire thing goes. This might be a farewell tour. Hey, yeah, hey, tip the cap there, Rob. Hey. Tom Brady had a farewell tour that lasted 40 days, and then he's back, so it wouldn't be totally unprecedented. But anyway. And talk to quarterback coach uh, Clyde Christensen. He said when he got the news, absolute pure joy is what <laughs> went over his entire body, as I assume everybody in Tampa. Speaking of pure joy, you had to feel pretty good. Uh, about your four-year, $200 million contract statement that inevitably became a five-year, $186 million deal. It's $150 million guaranteed. Your source told you that deal. Our source said that's not true. Our source then tweeted that's not true. Mm-hmm. It is kind of true, though, I guess, because $50 million, uh, $150 guaranteed over the next three years. Are you going to start reporting all contracts like that, like what the actual number is as opposed to the entire contract, or just in this particular case? When you say your source then tweeted, are you saying that your source is Aaron Rodgers? Because that's what it sounded like. No, 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 no. My source <laughs> says might have got on Twitter as well. You know what I mean? Maybe. Right. Other people who are your sources also tweeted not to be confused with Aaron Rodgers, who did tweet also. Bingo. Yeah, please. Anonymity, please. And also, my source says, told me about Hecker potentially being released, <laughs> you know, in a couple of days. Yeah, sources are telling me that. Nonetheless, let's stay on track here with Aaron. Yeah. 150 so, million. You feel vindicated in this entire thing or no? 
I mean, I knew what the numbers were. I knew it was 50 a year. I knew that when I tweeted it, it was a basic agreement at four-year, $200 million extension. And then basically what they did the last week was kind of go back and tinker and change it a little bit. Um, I was very confident that it was going to be $50 million uh, per year. And it is over the first three years. It's actually more over the first two years. Uh, because it's $62 million per year over the two years of the extension. Uh, and you're right. Most contracts are not talked about like this. This is a little different because one of Aaron Rodgers' reaction to me having their numbers, which I get. Um, but also, he's going to retire at some point during this deal, right? So the actual back-end numbers don't matter because he's not going to see them. Um, but I would say of all of the things, and yes, I did feel vindicated a little bit, but of all the things going on, the most important thing is that Rodgers gave like a real commitment. Like this is a real commitment to the Packers. We're not going to be doing this next year. Interesting that you feel vindicated. I do as well. So I'm happy that both of us can feel. <laughs> a, little for, a little for each. And honestly, like when you have a source off, like you had a good source <laughs> and I had a good source. Uh, your source is throwing a lot of touchdowns, plus that throw he had to Jared Cook. Was whoa, 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 hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Good, AJ. Enough with your source off talk. All right, go ahead, AJ, please. Ian, so it's reported what, um, $150 million over the first three years. What happens if Aaron retires after two years? If he retires after two years, then there's a significant salary cap hit. I think it is $70 million. I believe that's what my colleague Tom Pelissero had. <laughs> so what they do is they would basically sign him to a new extension for the minimum and spread out the cap hit over five years. And then at some point... Oh, how probably- would you report that? How would you report that? <laughs> we re- oh, it because Drew Brees and the Saints did the same thing. They signed him to an extension at basically no salary, and they've been kind of spreading out a salary cap. So... There are people smarter than you and me who are doing this, thank God. You should have seen me, in all seriousness, you should have seen me this morning when I got a hold of the contract. I had to call Pelissero and be like, all right, let's make sure I am not an idiot because I have to understand this properly so I can then hopefully at some point when they'll have me back, go on the Pat McAfee show and talk about it. And gloat a little bit, I'd assume Mm -hmm. you feel like you're doing. But it is interesting the way you're talking about that because the headline on NFL Network this morning was Aaron Rodgers officially signs deal. $150 $150 million earned. Mm-hmm. So every other contract, it's never like that, right? I actually saw the next deal that was announced, two years, $31 million, and then dot, 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 $20 million guaranteed. Mm-hmm. Isn't it, it, so what? Huh? Now, Aaron Rodgers is a special case. Oh, uh, I'm not yeah. Just because it more shows that I'm right than other people. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying it's – we're going to start – doing this on a lot of different contracts, possibly. Yeah, maybe possibly, because this has been happening for the last few years. I mean, it started with the 10-year, $500 million contract, where it's like, who knows where that money's going, and the salary cap gymnastics are starting. I think in the end, it's great to have you back. Also, I feel like the Packers probably pretty pumped to fucking Aaron Rodgers is back. Yeah, hell yeah. Let's bounce around the NFL a little bit, Ian. The Indianapolis Colts have done nothing, have the most amount of money. Everybody else is doing stuff. Who do you see moving today? Jimmy G, is he going to be on the move today? How about Stephon Gilmore, Armstead? There's still some massive names that are available out there. Do you see a lot of movement happening today, or do you think this is going to take a bit? 
I think the market is sort of, I don't know, settling, I guess, or kind of, it's, it's almost like collecting its breath. Like yesterday there was a flurry, thanks in part uh, to the Jacksonville Jaguars throwing money around like crazy. And then what happens is, like, let's say Christian Kirk signs a big $18 million deal, which that was a fantastic deal for him. But then all the other receivers are like, all right, well, I'm going to get that too. But they won't. So you have to sort of wait a little bit to let it settle and to, for people to be more realistic. You know, Randy Gregory gets a really nice extension. Well, first with the Cowboys and then with the Broncos. That was fun this morning. What happened um, there? So he reaches an agreement with the Cowboys. Um I find out about it. I tweet it. His agent goes on the record and says the deal is done and thanks Jerry Jones for all he has done. And then at that point, the Cowboys wanted to put uh, wanted to put language in the contract to protect themselves. Oh. Uh, you know, in case some stuff happened with Randy Gregory that had happened previously in his career. And his agent said, we're just not going to do that. So he took him to Denver. Hey, I've had a couple of those situations where we have an agreement. Uh-huh. Then it gets papered, and it's like, whoa, 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 whoa. These are a little bit different circumstances than we had agreed to. What is this all about? Oh, you're trying to fuck me. That's, I, I assume that's what Randy Gregory and his people took that as? Yeah, I think basically, yeah. Uh, now, from the Cowboys' perspective, I get it because, first of all, they've – I mean, this is like someone they've worked with for years. Agreed. A lot. They've done an incredible job on – you know, there were some drug issues, but also some, like, mental health issues. They have helped him through – but then there's also the business side where it's like they need to make sure that they're okay if something happens. And I think that Randy Gregory and his agent like that very much. So they said, you know what? Good feelings aside, uh, this is business, and we're going to Denver. So that couldn't have been discussed while they were discussing the entire thing. They must have felt like they were blindsided by that and felt like there was a lack of trust and respect agree. or something like that. It's always interesting how the business goes. Go ahead, AJ. Ian, what about the Deshaun Watson situation? Is it true that uh, Atlanta's been trying to make a play at him? And what do you see happening with him? Yes, Atlanta has been trying to make a play. Um, I don't know what their offer is compared to the rest. Um, I know that the Panthers and Saints have really strong offers in. I don't know what the Browns' offer is, but they are expected to meet with him today. Um, the Falcons, I, I would say, is tentatively slated for tomorrow. It has not been put in ink or pen, but that is the hope and plan. As we've seen in the Randy Gregory situation, crazy things can happen. Um, it feels like, to me, the Saints are in a pretty good place. Um, they have a good team. New Orleans is an awesome city. Um, every Super Bowl should be in New Orleans. It would be great. Um, that's not another to do with Deshaun Watson. It's just me. Um, yeah. But he's going to weigh everything. He's going to look at his different options. And then it's the end of the day, he's going to say to Nick Casario, who – you know, is basically kind of working with him now, like, this is where I want, this is where I would waive my no-trade clause, let's go make a deal. Okay, so a lot of uh, other teams, I guess, in the NFC South don't think the Atlanta Falcons are real in this entire, they're just doing this to build up leverage against either the Panthers or the Saints who are actually in on it. Do you agree with that? Is that real or is that just, uh, who knows? I think if they get a meeting, if this meeting happens, I would consider them real. Um, and then what? You just trade Matt Ryan to the Texans, or Matt Ryan comes to the Colts? Which we, we all have. Everybody needs to relax. He's getting like Good seven hundred million. I don't know if we have enough cap for him. Honestly, <laughs> we have the most cap in the NFL. I don't know if we have enough for Matt Ryan. And also, like Rigoberto Sanchez, the punter at the same time. <laughs> exactly. I'm not 100 sure whenever it comes to his contract. But how would that work? Like Cleveland, would that be Baker Mayfield? Would then be going to Houston? Is that how you're viewing this entire thing? 
I saw there was a report that Baker would be in the deal for the tech for the uh, Browns. I have not confirmed that. It wouldn't make sense to me if he would, because I would think it'd be more you give draft picks and then you say, all right, well, Baker's available. Does a team like the Colts or the Seahawks, do they then make a play for Baker? Like it's Ooh. it's hard to put all these guys in the deal. It's actually much easier to do them as separate deals Baker, and then just let manager. each other. If the Falcons were to get Deshaun Watson, which I would not consider them the front runner right now, then I would say you'd probably be looking at Matt Ryan going somewhere else, maybe to your Colts. I would say that'd be nice. He's pretty good. Pretty yes. good. Let's pretty go. That's pretty good. You always said he's got a strong arm. You saw a pop <laughs> guy's off. pretty good. That'd be sweet. That's pretty good. Yeah, I, I, I got to see you live in person. Yeah. Right? Let's go. Goddamn howitzer in person. Well, it was certainly something. Colts. Would the Colts go after Deshaun Watson? We tried. They said no. Houston yeah, said no. That's true. Which, by the way, at least we tried. Fucking great. We have all the money in the world. We're doing nothing. So at least, <laughs> at least. What about Armstead? Is he coming to the Colts? What about Stephon Gilmore? Is he coming to the Colts? What about all these? Are they all coming to the Colts? Allen Robinson. Uh, I don't know that they're all coming to the Colts. I mean, Chris Ballard is. You now he was in it. He was in the pass rusher market. I think they had some interest in Randy Gregory. Um, nice. Okay. But he's never. It's never going to be throwing throwing money around like that. He's just. He's not going. And he has money and he has space. That's just never going to hey, be Hey, Carson, 30-some million yeah. dollars. Yeah. <laughs> to not go to the I playoffs. I he likes to draft and sign his own guys. Well, he wasted a first on, uh, That's right. on, on Carson, Carson as well. Yeah. Traded for a third. And the guy's trying not to play the amount of plays needed, but he's just two springs, the yeah. whole thing. He's That's trying right. to get it out first of those things early. In the, at, the end, at the end of all this, that would have been the best outcome for the Colts, knowing what happened at the end of the year, getting that, keeping that first-rounder. But, hey, when Carson – Carson wanted to play. What can you do? He's too tough. He's too He's damn tough. Right. Yeah, Rapshi, how come guys like Khalil Mack and Amari Cooper are going for bags of balls and there aren't 25 teams trying to trade for him? Like the Colts. So this is, to <laughs> me, the most asked question and maybe the most interesting part of all this. I thought that there was a good chance the Cowboys would be able to trade Amari Cooper. Not everybody thought that. There were people who were like, they will never trade him. $20 million all at once. Now the Browns are going to restructure that um, and not reduce it, just change the cap number. Um, for Khalil Mack, I mean, he went for a second rounder and change. That's pretty good. But the Chargers are taking on the $20 million a year contract-wise. Like, that's a lot. Um, you know, and it's if you're, the, if you're the Bears and you have a new regime and you're looking to kind of restart things and get out from under the cap, like, that's – those are got contracts you need to rid yourself of. That's why I think it makes sense because you have one team that's looking to get rid of the contract, another team that's willing to take on the contract, and you just figure out the compensation in between. But it's not like trading one young great player for another young great player. The money really matters. So the twenty million is ultimately what was pushing people away from the Khalil Mack trade. Do you think? Because I know a team has like seventy, <laughs> and he's and he's thirty one, and he's coming off foot surgery. Now he is uh -huh. Khalil. He is a baller. But hey, Chargers not. going all in, Ian? That's what it feels like. They're Chargers. Yeah, what's that? Is that that's a different plan than normally? Am I? I mean, I was trying to think trade that Tom Telesco had done. Your boy Tom Telesco had done. The only one I could think of was the the Ohio State quarterback that he traded for, uh, like for a seventh rounder. Uh, who was that? I can't remember his name. Anyway, um, Cardell. Cardell Jones. Jones. Yeah. Yes. Right. Of course. Yeah. I have no idea. Then he went yeah. to the AAFL, right? No, XFL. XFL. Uh, no, uh, Washington USFL. Generals. No, the USFL. Wasn't, <laughs> wasn't Craig. Six different 
answer. Every answer that could have been given, we gave it. And everybody was sure of it. That's awesome. That's amazing. This is a choreographed show. I don't know if you've seen the website. Some of the gear they have is fantastic. Yeah, people are going to buy it for sure. I might get some. Yeah. Yeah, maybe if they send me some, I'll wear it. They're all playing in Birmingham, right? The USFL. It's oh, all in yeah, Birmingham, yeah. Alabama Thanks, down man. there. Is it? Yeah, every game's I was married in Birmingham, by the way. Shout out. Really? Holy wow. shit. Wow. Serious? Uh, go ahead, AJ. Sorry about it, Paul. <laughs> Ian, are, are the Jags ruining free agency for everybody? Uh, I would imagine there's some teams that are not thrilled at, at Trent Baalke. Now, I mean, his only charge his only responsibility is to his own team right so i think the jaguars thought they were in a place money wise and you know talent wise where they had to put out a respectable team and this is the way to do it but some of the contracts they gave are substantial i mean the evan ingram contract i mean that's basically the franchise tag that's one year nine million that's basically the franchise tag for a guy the giants did not tag the uh, Christian Kirk contract is massive. The Foyer Olukun contract is fifteen million. Now he's you know the leading tackler in the NFL, but um, I'm not sure everyone would have given that contract. I think Atlanta offered about eleven or twelve, a little different. So it definitely changes the market um, and really alters things when one team is willing to spend that much money. Well, thank you to them, uh, by the way, <laughs> for, from the players' perspective. Thank you to them. With that being said, don't you think there's a little bit of a tax? To get people to Jacksonville, these vets know that they're going to a rebuilding program. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and and that happens. You know, there are teams that are not good who are trying to spend in free agency. You know that they have to spend a million or more. Just like teams, sometimes teams in California have to yeah. pay a little more because of the tax situation, which I'm not smart enough to understand. But I guess you get taxed a lot in California. Yeah, uh, you're smart enough to understand. It sounds like. Ooh, <laughs> I, I, Aaron Rodgers contract day. That was a good moment for me. Yeah, was it? I don't know. It was a wrong year, wrong amount. I don't know. Um, mm. I have to take this call. I apologize. All right, ladies and gentlemen, you're wrapping for it. Hey, Jaden, you frozen? No, I'm here. I know you're trying to mess with me the rest of the show, but I'm here. Oh, oh shit! No. God damn it! Just call him back. <laughs> I'm not old. I'm not Steven the caller. Whoever you mess with. <laughs> What? What did you say? <laughs> what? Welcome back to the show. <laughs> Welcome back to the show. Uh, what was that little write-down thing you just did there? What is that? What was that? You taking? Nothing. Just taking notes on you know on you. Well, just a quick <laughs> thing here. Um, what if he had the things that he thought we would do to him, and one of them was try to act like the he was frozen. He yeah. literally just yep. checked that off to do list. <laughs> that would be great content, by the way, for your Instagram uh-huh. or for your Twitter or anything sure. like that. I know you're trying to get big in the social media, especially during ski school. I've been all over that thing. You know what? I've it's beautiful out here. I've thought a few times about getting active on social media. It just hasn't happened yet, but maybe by the end of the trip. Oh, because the photos are probably oh, magnificent. Oh, my God. And then you, since you can't uh, pizza slice or whatever, uh-huh. and because your hip flexors are so bad, he's probably... Oh, oh, man. Even on that little bunny hill. Mm-hmm. Imagine like a little GoPro shot oh. like that dude that rollerbladed through the entire city. Yeah. yeah. Do you have one of those? Do you have one of those GoPros that can get you slicing and dicing these mountains? We actually went to at the ski place. They have like, uh, 
you know, where you can go in and buy new stuff and boards, and they have like a whole um, GoPro section. Oh yeah, you could get all the the GoPro connections and all. I saw some people actually right. looking like I look way mm -hmm. up the mountain. It looks scary as hell, and they're skiing down there. And I see them when they're at the bottom. A lot of them are wearing GoPros. Or they have the you know the extenders, and they're filming themselves. Yeah, well, what's the purpose of skiing down that massive mountain if you never get to see it again? Bingo. Right. I thought that's the only reason you're doing this. It's just for Instagram content. I guess. I mean, I, I like to. I guess I'm more of an old school person. I like to just enjoy it while I'm there and not have to worry about filming it. Sure. Hey, you are old school. Like Bodie hey. Miller. Hey, we're pretty old school around here, aren't we? That's oh, yeah. right. Pretty old school. How about us changing journalism, maybe, with the way these contracts are announced? Huh? Yeah. It's so. Was it Rap Sheet or was ESPN that reported the way you're talking? Both. Because yeah. Rossini dunked on us too. Mm -hmm. you know, I got dunked on uh, <laughs> by Rossini, Rap Sheet, and everybody. You know. How did Rossini dunk it? Just saying, like, it is what we thought it was? Is that what they're saying? So, remember, Diana Rossini, by the way, we all have much respect for Diana Rossini. love Diana. You have to say that everybody should. She's good at what she does, and she works her ass off. She's on the show yesterday. Yeah, exactly. So, we are Diana Rossini fans around here. We'd like to let that be known. Like, we are fans of hers. But whenever she went on Rich Eisen and said that what she was hearing around league sources was that Aaron was demanding to be the highest paid player by a wide margin. So that would mean like 50 plus. That led we, know that's, we know that's never happened though. We all know that's never happened. Well, that's what we said. And then, but he, he did get paid 50 million now. So it's like, uh, you know, so it's I like. If, I guess technically if his agent says, hey, like what a great agent should do is propose something to him. Hey, we want three years, four hundred million dollars, and then I guess you could technically report that he's demanding to be the highest paid player ever. I guess if that kind of thing happens. Yeah, and that's. I mean, I think that's kind of what we laid out. Like, hey, this is being said by an anonymous source around the league. So mm -hmm. who knows what that means? That then leads to a narrative that this dude is holding the Green Bay Packers hostage by money as opposed to what he's been saying he wanted. So that's just what we hey, we just tried to point out. But we do respect Rossini. I think Rossini mm -hmm. took a lot of potential ricochet shots from that particular yeah. thing. Because even though she hits like all the time, yeah. that particular one was a big story. So I'm happy that she was able to come back and say, uh, what I was hearing was actually accurate. But what we're saying, the narrative that came from it and how it was laid out was a little different. Well, we just got to take our comeuppance here. Right? Yeah. yeah. What are you we just got to sit here and take it. This is a part of it, AJ. <laughs> this is a part of it. We knew. Didn't we know going in like earlier when you were reporting, you're like, what if? What if it's not? Like, what if Rap Sheet is 100% correct? Yeah, well. You have to start thinking about that whenever they don't retract anything they're saying. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, <laughs> how come they aren't retracting anything and they're still right? That's why none of it matters. That's why right, wrong, none of it matters. Who cares? Well, it does matter if you actually look at your Twitter, which I do. I don't no, know no, it does. But I'm saying in the grand scheme of all of it, it <sighs> we can look at the contract and see what it is. However, you can like break it down and try to say, oh, no, it's not exactly what I meant or it's not exactly what you said. Oh, yeah. yeah. You can do that with everything on the planet. Yeah, you're right. You can kind of shape anything. But I want to say, people that are being mean to my journalism, I'm fucking back. Johnny Hecker's going to get released yeah. from the Boom. Reds. How about, that? How about oh, my no, journalism? Who's your source? Says. Does, does your source is Punta Football? Well, I don't want to give up my source says like other people do but this came through a text message mm -hmm. said hey man somebody i know might be released from the team that they're on yeah and i just said okay i'll start looking around so i snooped around to all my other source 
says. And it turned out, yeah, that, that, is, uh, that is the case. And The Athletic reported after uh, this tweet that it was kind of understood that this might be the last year for Hecker and the Rams together because of how they spend money around the roster. Hecker, who is very good, is not like vet men punter, which is something you can sign, uh, a punter that is worth next to nothing, especially if you're the Rams and super confident in your offense because you could just get a young guy undrafted or even drafted somewhere else and cut and if he does get good, all right, he'll probably get a contract somewhere else. If not, you could bring in somebody else. It's a position that is like that. Johnny Hecker is a game changer, though. So there are a lot of teams that aren't constructed the way that the Rams are currently constructed that are going to be very interested in Johnny Hecker joining their team, let alone the fact that he has 186 pass yards in his career. Exactly. No big deal. No big deal. Sling the rocks. He's a, he's a triple threat. There was that moment with the Seahawks and Bennett, you know, where his little late push, yeah. he shot yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but he's a game changer. He's an absolute game changer and there's going to be a lot of teams that are signing up for the Johnny Hecker experience. Yeah, Some vets too. I mean, the Morstead I feel like is another guy who's, he's he's just out there. He was on, what, four different Jets? teams He's last on the year? Falcons, Falcons year, right? Falcons. I think he's still on the Falcons. Oh, he is? I think so. He was on the Jets for a little bit too? Yeah, he was a free agent. He was on the Jets and then he signed to the Falcons and he got NFC Special Teams Player of the Week, yep. two out of the next four weeks or mm-hmm. something. <laughs> and he got an extension? Yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to let him go though. Don't try to cut him, dude. Yeah, what are you trying you to do? You want a guy that... Does any, do teams want a bomber, or do they want a guy that can call from corner here all night long? So it depends. Like, Johnny Hecker was fourth in net last year, but he wasn't having those 60, 70-yard balls that he had in the past where he would just uh, kind of deceive the returner and hit a ball this way, and he would hit banana balls and everything. So he actually was top five in the league at the stat that genuinely matters in the NFL because net is just how many yards did your punt team gain for your defense in the in the strategic turnover. So net matters. Granted, net can be fucked with, though, because if you have a great defense and a bad offense, your inside the 20 numbers are probably going to be very high because you're pinning them, defense gets a stop. Your bad offense, you're pinning them, defense gets a stop, and your net and gross aren't going to be able to be anywhere near as long as the guys who have full fields to kick in a lot. So literally it's all situational is what I'm saying. It is all very situational. And your coverage team. It also helps if you have two stud gunners as well. Well, and that changes your punting style. Like, let's say you don't have two stud gunners well you probably have to hit this ball higher and shorter in hopes of more fair catches but if you have some guys okay i can hit this thing lower and further and not saying that you know we should look at some numbers is real some numbers is not because i guess you have to have some sort of baseline but it is really such a situational thing i became a much 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 better and more valuable punter once I stopped hitting the ball as far and started hitting it higher and shorter because the net average went up, the return yards went up, the risk of, oh, fuck, a returner changing the entire thing kind of went down. There was numerous weeks, and uh, we could talk to Chuck about it, where the special team's key to victory was, hey, we need no return yards this week. So that's kickoff and punt, which is basically what I did. So it was a little bit of a different a little bit of a different style than just bombing it away, but that's what our team asked for. Not every team asked for that. Like, if I had Bethel and Slater, like the Patriots had, and Bill Belichick doesn't want Jake Bailey doing this, I would have dropped that thing about a a, maybe a half a foot off the ground and hit the ball 100 yards every single time if I was Jake Bailey because those two dudes are so fucking good. Now, that'd be very selfish of me. That'd be kind of fucked up of me, but I think Bethel and Slater would love it. Instead, Bailey just nukes balls. Yeah. 
He could have no gunners. The fact that Bill Belichick gives him two gunners is just a little extra benefit. So I'm saying Hecker can do all of it. That is why I believe he's probably going to be somebody that a lot of coaches sought after. But with the money, that's going to get interesting because I think that's why the Thomas Morstead conversation was what it was. Do you think that because he just won a Super Bowl too and because he is so good still, like he, he's not going to take – I mean, he's not like he's going to go ring chasing. Like yeah, he'll go get what, he's, what he thinks he deserves. Yeah, I don't know idea. That's the interesting thing. Because I would I, be ring chasing. If I'm him, I'm ring chasing because I don't – what's the – What's the different salary he could get from a team, say, that would overpay him a little bit that maybe not be chasing the ring compared to a team that is one of the, the handful of teams that can actually win? So let's say somebody pays him in between 2 to $3 million. Okay, that's probably a good salary for him in the point that he's at right now, and he would have to earn a bigger one with wherever he goes. I would assume, that's just normally how it goes in this type of situation. Unless Johnny Hacker's a different animal, which, by the way, the NFL is all decade punter. I was pro football focus. Yes, that's right. right. But he was the NFL's all-decade punter. He's four-time uh, first-team All-Pro. I mean, he is a stud guy. So maybe teams will say, hey, we'll bring you in, three-year deal, $14 million, $15 million. Like, maybe that'll happen and somebody will do that because how good he is. But there's a, a pretty good chance that the way this normally goes and it happened with Morstead, some teams just assume, I think, that they're going to be worth a certain amount as opposed to just a vet men contract. That's about $1.2 million to $1.5 million difference probably whenever you go to a team. It's just the punting in special teams positions is normally where you see some cap casualties take place that's why whenever i was uh you know part of negotiating my contract it was like okay do i want to set this do i want to be like steadfast that i want to be the highest paid guy ever okay do i want to do that because if i hit a streak of four bad punts okay four or five bad punts let alone the fact i'm tweeting and doing and doing Mm -hmm. stand-up comedy and i have a podcast but if i'm worth that much money and it's not guaranteed, and I'm having bad two games, my ass is fucking gone. And so I had to find, like, the right number that felt like they'd be able to go, eh, we can fucking still pay him that. If I happen to hit a little bit of a drought, which could happen to literally anybody at any moment. So it's an interesting game, the whole contract set up, what you want to take, what you don't want to take thing. Especially how you value your punter and all your special teams, really. Like, kicker, yeah, people can see, like, what McPherson did for the Bengals this year. They see if you have a bad kicker how that can hurt your team. But punter, I feel like people don't really know if a punter is good or not unless the commentators tell you, hey, this guy's awesome. That's the only way we know. That's 100% true, what you just said. That's why there are some commentators that I will hate till death. (laughs) (laughs) Who's that? I'm not saying it. They know it, though. They've been around me, and I've just not even looked at them like, oh, I had a $250,000 Pro Bowl bonus playing better than fucking anybody in the history of the game at the moment. And you're like, this guy, top seven punter in the league. Mm-hmm. All right, pal. Okay, all right, you need to just do some fucking research. <laughs> one time. Just one time. That's like the long snapping thing, going to a Pro Bowl vote. Like, I respect it so much that it's a thing because long snappers work their absolute ass off. But the only people that know if they're good or not is potentially the special teams coach of the player. Because he's the one that's watching every single rep, every single practice, maybe the punters and kickers. But, yeah, it's a difficult position to judge. It's a difficult position because you have no idea what they're doing. But also it takes up one-fiftieth of a game, and we're talking about a lot of it. But that's how good Johnny Hecker is. That's how damn good Johnny <laughs> it, it Hecker is. It wasn't the new ESPN Monday Night play-by-play guy that said it about you, was it? Who? Joe Buck. No, 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 it wasn't Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck. There's no reason to bury Joe Buck. Joe Buck's getting killed in our comments yeah. right now. Just yeah. because you brought that's him. right. Oh! 
Somebody got paid here on this Who's Going Where Tuesday, March 15th. The Falcons are re-signing kicker Youngway Koo to a five-year, $24.25 million contract extension with... Eleven and a half million guaranteed, source said. Koo would have been a restricted free agent. Instead, Atlanta locks up one of the NFL's most accurate kickers. Congrats to Young Way. Now that money probably guaranteed if he plays all five years. Eleven and a half is just what they owe him if they decide to cut him at some point. Excited to see what the salary cap hit is for each year, especially as Matt Ryan's contract disappears and the building of the new team under Artie Smith uh, starts to to evolve he's a stud he's a he's an onside kick artist as well mm. i like the fact that he works on that he makes kicks he got the bag good for young way Koo out here aj yeah good for him but going back to the matt ryan situation we were talking about oh, no. what possibly oh, no. deshaun so we're still, we're hearing they atlanta's going after deshaun right like they've been thinking about going after him right so they have openly uh, requested an interview. This has been made uh, public, a meeting with Deshaun to see if he would waive his no-trade clause to go to them. So this is what teams are doing. They're trying to court Deshaun so that he will tell the Houston Texans, you can trade me there. Carolina, New Orleans, the last team in the NFC South that doesn't have Tom Brady, Atlanta Falcons came into play yesterday, so much so that the Blank family actually said that they've had respect for Deshaun Watson, the human, ever since he was a kid and he was a ball boy at Atlanta Falcons camps because that's where he's from. So they're really trying to court publicly, but the other two teams say it's all bullshit. So nobody knows anything, AJ. Yeah, well, the only way that would ever work, if he avoids the no-trade clause, which obviously I think Deshaun would, but Matt Ryan would have to go to Houston then, right? Yes. Are they? Is he... Does he have a no trade clause? Can he shut that down somehow? Well, that was a conversation that was happening in this room yep. right before we went live because that would mean Matt Ryan, who's owed guaranteed cash, a lot of cash, they would he would have to say, yes, it's cool, unless a third team gets involved that Matt Ryan agrees to. Now, a couple of people in this office have Cleveland been— Cleveland Browns. Nope. I don't know if the Cleveland Browns are going to get it. You think? I don't know. It just popped in my head, like— would they like to have Matt Ryan for a year or two? Maybe forty-five million or something like that. What is he? Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. forty-three million. Talk to restructure that, that guy. So Matt Ryan, veteran quarterback, in my ear, it is legit. Zito sources tell me Matt Ryan does have a no-trade clause, so he would have to be a part of this entire thing unless they'd coexist on the team, which couldn't happen with how much Deshaun's owed and how much Matt Ryan's owed. So the fact that that maybe that's why the Carolina Panthers and the Saints think that the Falcons are just full. Like, what are you going to do with Matt Ryan? And that's an entire situation in and of itself. Maybe they talk to Matt Ryan. Maybe he said, sounds good. Send me somewhere else. I will get it. And then the people start flying to Atlanta mm-hmm. to start courting Matt Ryan. Oh, you know, yeah. Teams start flying in. Hey, this has nothing to do with Texans. Gas up the jet, brother. <sighs> it would be <laughs> something. Hell yeah. Let's go. Man. What happened? What do they call him? <laughs> Matty Ice. Matty Ice. Uh-huh. Come yeah. on, Matty Ice. Let's go. Would that make oh, sense for the Texans? I don't, I don't, but it might be something that happens, so I got to watch everything I say on here because, you know, it will get, if it does happen. Mm -hmm. Learn that with the last guy. (laughs) Learn that with the last guy. I got shown every single time right in my face. Still people attacking me for going after Carson. I I like Carson once the person. That's right. And I think he has great football in him. But, man, I'm happy we're moving on to somebody else. Who is it? We have no idea. You know who's really good at handing the ball off. Who's that? Baker Mayfield. Oh, okay. Ooh. 
Yeah, yeah, so that's what people are saying too, because the Browns are in on the Deshaun he can't Watson. Be happy. You would have to be happy with Baker and Indy, wouldn't you? What's that? You'd be happy if Baker came to Indy, wouldn't you? Come Those on. commercials would be sick. Come on. Oh, One year. Baker would love it too. He's oh, a dog. Oh, oh. Year. Come on, man. You know, and if something happens to his that guy. Guy had torn the humerus, tough. broken humerus. Yeah, he's too tough, man. Yeah, he's playing through that entire. They, they were throwing him sixty sometimes. He had a full cast on his left arm. Mm-hmm. Couldn't throw it all. For sure, bring Baker in. Fucking bring Baker in. You gotta do something, don't you? Who's the quarterback right now for the Colts? What's that? Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger. No, no, no. So they open OTAs start in what three weeks or something? Sam Ellinger, probably a great guy. Sure. Okay, yeah. probably a great guy. Great future. I think we all want to, it's an open competition currently. Yeah. Very With high it, ceiling. The ceiling is crazy for yeah. Sam Ellinger. You, gotta, you need to, honestly, you might need to watch some tape. I agree, yeah. and the ceiling is the roof. You know, yeah, as yeah. a great one once <laughs> said. But the entire thought is in the Indianapolis Colts organization, how I view it, is the quarterback position, highly sought after for a great team. It's open competition if you're on the roster or not. Okay. Yeah. It's a you fucking tie. You're potentially an open Here we competition go. Hey. To be quarterback. Here of the we Colts. go. Whoever will make the Colts the absolute best team they could be is who the Colts are going to get. Jonathan Taylor plays quarterback this year. Oh, now about, we're talking. How about that? Give him the ball 60 times a game. He can handle it. Simple. You think they'll do Vinny Papali tryouts here in the city for a quarterback spot? <laughs> Listen, if it's going to make our team win a Super Bowl, I think they'll do anything Smart. they possibly right. can except for spend any of their fucking money in free agency. We're on day two right now, and I, don't, I haven't seen a fucking drip. I saw it. We lose an offensive lineman. Uh-huh. We, uh, yeah. Offensive Blinsky. lineman losing yeah. Blinsky. West Virginia guy. Where, where, where's he going? Yeah. I thought we had a great offense. Giants. What are you doing with that fucking Giants? They stink. You were in on Randy Gregory, though, the Colts. Yeah, you were yeah. in. Yeah. Almost in got him. You guys are in on some stuff. So we were his third favorite. Right, yeah. sure, maybe. Sounds, sounds like it. Could have been four or five, five too. Probably. Yeah, because we didn't find out if anybody else was above exactly. us. Exactly. At least you're one of them. At least you're one of the favorites. Yeah, I mean, there's enough teams in the NFL. You're going to be top thirty-two. I mean, true. That's you got to be at least. Why half. don't they just make the best deal for Jimmy G? Like, I assume they know what it's going to take to like. Okay, this is better than what most teams. Like, why don't they just do that right now? Just fucking get him. That's a great question. Tom. Probably one of the first this year. I can do it. No, no, no. What if you do it, though? What if you do it and Jimmy doesn't come and he doesn't light it up? Maybe his shoulder doesn't heal like you want. What then Chris probably feels like he's fired, right? If that yeah. Happens. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. What a wild world. Can't make the playoffs next year. He might get fired anyway. Can't, can't not make the playoffs seven pro bowlers in this time. Yeah. With how much money he was being paid. They still got to pay Quentin Nelson, by the way. Mm-hmm. So let's pay him first. Jimmy G's on the Colts tomorrow. Yeah. Oh, Deshaun Watson's on a new team tomorrow. New league year. Oh, my God. Yeah, tomorrow is. Whoa, Happy Wednesday. New year. Happy hey, new how did Shefty mess that up? How did he mess up the, the original Deshaun Watson situation? His original tweet, wasn't he getting a bunch of heat for it, like claiming he was innocent when there were people were trying to say, oh, he's not innocent, just not enough information or not enough evidence to charge him officially yeah I don't, the thing that the we learned from his entire process is that just because the grand jury chose not to indict deshaun watson does not mean he's innocent is what uh the internet was trying to inform Schefter of because the way it read was like hey deshaun's been saying he's been innocent this entire time now he got some vindication now if i'm deshaun watson i don't think what Schefter said there was you know, like Deshaun Watson, I do believe probably felt like, yeah, what? Uh, that's this is kind of what I've been saying this entire time. But the internet was saying that does not mean he's innocent. Now we all knew though immediately upon that happening, the NFL and the teams that were interested, they were going to be like, 
Sounds like he's innocent to us. Yeah. Not saying it's right. The internet obviously said that was wrong, but that is 1,000% what's going on in the NFL right now, AJ. Yeah, I saw Lewis Riddick actually earlier today. I, I, he was talking about it on SportsCenter or whatever he was on. Yeah, he was just saying how each team has to kind of weigh everything involved. How much is it going to cost to get this guy? How does the, everyone in the organization feel? How do our fans feel? Like you have to really think about everything when you're thinking about going after him. Well, suspensions too that could potentially be oh, yeah. looming from Roger. Which Gidden. will be right. Like mm-hmm. if people get people got suspended for. I mean, Tom Brady, but was suspended how many? Four or six. Games? Four games. Four. So like, yeah. So. I would assume teams think he will be suspended or not. I don't know. Lewis Riddick might have been talking about – was he talking about the Steelers? Maybe. Or was he just talking in general? I didn't hear the question. Just clip. in general in general about the teams interested in, in Deshaun Watson. They, were, they mentioned Atlanta, I think, and that's when he kind of talked about what all goes into it. Well, I guess uh, Deshaun has called Atlanta personally as the report now, and he's interested in the Atlanta Falcons, which is fascinating because the other two NFC South teams were very interested in Deshaun through this whole thing, and people were starting to say Atlanta's not real in the conversation. What a wild you know, like football life Deshaun mm, yeah, Watson's going to yeah. have. Nuts. His best year of football by far. The team stunk. J.J. Mm-hmm. Watt, there's that clip of them walking off the field. Hey, we wasted one of your years. I am so sorry, is what J.J. actually said to yeah. him because he had a career-like year, and the team just for whatever reason couldn't win. And whose fault is that? I don't know. I mean, those coaches got turned over immediately afterwards. There was the thought of a fight that happened. Yeah. And there was an entire thing like that. If he plays football like that on a – on a good program, on a good team that's set up to go on a run. I mean, Deshaun Watson could find himself in, like, you know, very high-regard conversations very quickly, and he was getting buried by everybody for oh, a yeah. long time. The year before that, that team was up by, what, 24 against the Chiefs in the first half of a playoff game. And, and the Chiefs became the Chiefs yeah. Yeah. That, those games. It was them, right? They were down 24. Then they were down 14. Tennessee. Yeah. Tennessee. Tennessee. Yeah. And then Super Bowl, they were down 10 or something like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Fourteen. yeah. And the, the weird thing about Deshaun and his situation, he he didn't choose this, but the fact that he's going to be moving on from the Texans and other teams have to come get him, like it's a great year for that when it comes to quarterbacks because multiple teams need quarterbacks and there's not many out there. Clyde mentioned how there seems to be a thinning herd of great quarterbacks that do what like their style of offense does. Tampa Bay? Yeah, like a pocket passer, cerebral breakdown. He said the offenses are changing. It's getting, you know, it's starting to become sandlot football, I believe, Mm -hmm. is how he started to describe it. In in the NFL, it's just there's some offenses that seem to have the most success that are a little bit different than that, unless you have like a Lamar Jackson who can Mm -hmm. just – Dominate a game. I'm excited to see him all the way back too. Yeah. Oh yeah. Healthy, Healthy team too. Oh yeah. I'm excited to watch him play. I mean, even just looking at the quarterbacks from last year's draft, the only like pocket passer was Mac Jones, and the other four were all kind of mobile guys. So then you look at Joey Burrow from the year before. Mm-hmm. Joey Bingo. Burrow is just like a slicer dicer there. Now I'm not saying that the mobile guys won't ever win. Mobile guys will win, but being able to throw a ball, just like we were saying about Trubisky, like, yeah, he's going to have to make some very big plays. For them in yeah. very big situations. Mm-hmm. Even third if down conversions. At some point throughout the game, there's going to be multiple third down conversions that in the moment may not even look like huge game-changing plays, but you might throw a seed up the seam on a third and nine when you really need to, to keep the ball and keep the possession and keep your defense off the field and get some points. Like You're going to have to make two or three of those throws a game at least, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And even if he only throws the ball 14 attempts, even if he only has 15 attempts, 16 attempts, like every one of those is probably going to be like – 
gotta have it type mode. Like you gotta have it right now. And that's a lot of pressure. And I think Trubisky, with what he's been through, feels like he's potentially calloused and ready for it. I guess we'll find out early. It's funny AJ said that because I, I was thinking I'm gonna need to see him rip one up the seam. I want to see him go ahead and mm-hmm. let one loose right mm-hmm. behind the linebacker in yep. front of the safety, closing in, small window, mm-hmm. gotta have it. First down. From the pocket, too. Uh, yeah. I don't know about We're that. talking about his legs. We like the move, move, mobility and the movement and all that, but we gotta see it from Who the pocket. Who are you, Kurt too. Warner's coach in Northern no, Iowa? Yeah. <laughs> Stay in the damn you pocket. Hit that don't fist be naggy, dude. You hit that fist step and let it rip. But that did happen with Big Ben against the Ravens late in the season. It was like, what, three or four, uh, third and eight or nine, and oh, then there's a fourth that down. Did, that that Big up, Ben yeah. You're talking about up. like two intro when he was just he calling was still himself. very good at, at fourth quarter quarterback yeah. this year, coming back. There's so. some of those teams, though, like every game is going to be a fucking grinder. Mm-hmm. Every yard counts today. All right? Punting, every yard Defense, every first down matters because that's potentially changing field position. But maybe Mitchell Trubisky just comes in and lights it up. Maybe Matt Cannon is like, this is the guy I've been waiting for my whole life. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. Very maybe you guys are back in the quarterback market a year from now. $7 million? Yeah. Hopefully maybe. not. I did not like being in it. I don't, like, I don't know how you're doing it. What are you talking about? We don't even have one. That's what I mean. Yeah, you guys had Rudolph, though. You guys liked Rudolph. No, yeah, no, I don't that's think that's so. true. Yeah, he did. No. Yeah, he tied the lines this past year. Man, do you want to get back to your app race key, by the way? I got a couple minutes. Man, I, I am wondering when we're going to get a quarterback. Yeah. Yeah, it has to happen soon. No, it doesn't. Frank Reich told Ooh, somebody that was on NFL Network, I saw. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Clean. Look at that. That's New England. Looks awesome. Look at that Paisan. Mm-hmm. Put a C on the guy. How That's damn right. good he looks. Dirty, great work on this, Dirty. That's yeah. unbelievable. Great work on this, Dirty. Way to get ahead of it here. Now, you got him dropping back. I'd rather if he was just doing this. <laughs> Maybe it's a draw. I'd rather if he was just doing this. But, yeah, I think this is a yeah. coming down to mm-hmm. it. Whatever the case, Jimmy looks fantastic. Now, there's not a lot of things Jimmy's not going to look fantastic in because that is Jimmy Garoppolo. But, the more and more I think about this entire quarterback situation with the Colts, I, I, I try not to you know, get too worked up about it. But I do know that there's going to be a Sunday during the season where I'm going to be like, of course, we could have fucking had Matt Stafford, Tom Brady, could have had fucking Russell Wilson we yeah. didn't go all in on, and now we got to deal with this. Unless Jimmy G comes in and absolutely kills it, which he would, he'll do uh, fantastic in this entire situation. But whenever you hear quotes like Frank Reich, told somebody on NFL Network, like James Palmer, I think. It was a tweet that got sent into the group text. Frank Reich told James Palmer that he wants a quarterback that's available for off-season workouts, and they're waiting for the Deshaun move to see what's next. It's like, okay, what are they waiting on? Do they think some team that maybe is in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes will end up not being in the Deshaun Watson sweepstakes, and their quarterback is potentially coming? Like, I don't understand what that exactly means. I think that does rule out uh, Jimmy G, right? Because his oh, yeah. shoulder yeah. is just had surgery, so he's probably the only guy he's talking about, right? That you want Baker, Baker Mayfield, right? Mm-hmm. There's another guy that would be potential. Ooh. Not that he was ever in, by the way. Not that Baker was ever into Indianapolis, but there's a lot of things that have been thrown out there. I guess it would just be any quarterback that has recently had surgery, right? If that quote is real and is true, and if that's what Frank Reich means. I mean, these guys are they could work out together. When his because his shoulder's supposed to be good by June or July, they could work out together. After who gives a shit about fucking minicamp? Well, if you're a veteran, yeah. And it, by the way, if you're 
a real veteran quarterback, which, you know, it sounds like we're potentially thinking about signing, uh, the mental reps of Correct. being there and watching the walkthrough. Right, AJ? I mean, that not that they don't have to feel it out and build up chemistry with people, which they definitely will have to do, and he'll be behind on that. And maybe Frank's talking about how Carson got hurt in training camp, and it was like we were never able to get on the right foot. Maybe that's why he's saying it, but who knows what all these quotes mean and what the fuck? Who's going to play quarterback for the Colts? Well, and if it's not Jimmy G and you're waiting until Deshaun's done, like that drop-off after Jimmy G of who is still available whoa, is whoa, 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 whoa. pretty Mariota. true. Well, right, but, you know. Tyrod Taylor, come Tyrod. on. Tyrod Taylor wins games. I, I mean, like you said, you got a team that's ready to go to the playoffs and win now. You need to... Not in that AFC. I guess people start going through. Everybody's got teams that are ready to win now. One last phone call here before AJ goes back to the ski slopes, not cocaine, actual ski. Yeah. Yep. Actual ski. Snow. Uh, actual ski. Let's go to uh, let's go to Ryan in Montana. Ryan, what's going on? What? Uh, how's it going, boys? <laughs> hey, pretty good, Ryan. What? What? So this is actually a question for the boys. Um, are you guys ever going to do like another pod? Um, or is it just like one a week? Oh, great question, Ryan. <laughs> Different show, dude. Don't hey, that's crazy that that got brought up because I had forgotten about that, actually. AJ, how about you? Did you forget about that? I thought they said five days a week. Whoa, Foxy. Does... I heard five days a week. I've been waiting we for can five explain days. Ryan heard the same thing. Yeah. I couldn't even hear the caller. It sounded like he was in a tunnel. No, well, he was. He probably is. He's in a mine, actually, and he's looking for the boys to maybe talk to him every single day, I think, is what he asked about right there. Yeah, we're we've, been trying, we were trying, we've been trying. We've been trying. like, schedule and stuff. When, when NFL free agency picks up in the way that it yeah. does, you know, and it's like, hey, we can't just be sitting in here every single uh, night doing we that. Might have to, we yeah, might have to bust in and say, hey, you know, the Colts got Jimmy G, oh, you know. Okay. So it, you're looking listen, out for the entire. We uh, are, and and we're trying. We are telling fart jokes when players are getting signed. Exactly. Right. Oh, there you go. Right. Well, I think after this entire period, then people are going to be asking a question. Me, AJ, Foxy, well, Ryan, then, then right the, after the draft, NHL playoffs in the draft, you got, yeah, 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 draft prep, and then baseball starts back July, now. <laughs> baseball, and then July fourth. July fourth is there, and then we're going to be moving maybe. And it's training camp, and then it's training camp, and then the football season. Okay. So 2023, 2023, March 1st. Tentatively, let's not. Expected. They loved it. Jeez Louise. <laughs> Those are all valid points. Thank you. Very valid. I mean, there was a couple months it feels like you guys kind of bullshitted through. What? <laughs> no, we just talk about baseball. You guys could definitely go five days a week during no, baseball. No, no, no. We'll visit that whenever that's the lead. Though. We'll visit that whenever that's yeah. the lead. Cross we'll that cross bridge. that bridge when we get there. <laughs> no shame in circling back. No shame in circling back. I right, put a pin in it. Yep. yep. Okay. Valid excuses, it sounds like, mm -hmm. till that month where, you know, all there is is baseball. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then we'll potentially remove that pin and have to prick it back in and, you know, readdress it in the future again. We <laughs> <laughs> can't. All right, that's the show, dude. Thank you. Oh, by the way, big night tonight, AJ. Big night tonight. You hear me? What happened? Well, it's not just the day before March Madness begins. Hell yeah. No. Right. Tonight is the night that season two of Young Rock. Day. Let's go! Oh. <laughs> Look at this. It's going to be a great one. You know, season one was, uh, hey, I think we're on to something. And NBC said, you're fucking on to something, Young yeah. Rock. I can't wait to watch tonight, 8 p.m. Eastern, brand new episode, kicking off season two. Let's, Let's go. This hey. will be on the main TV and then the, the playing games, obviously, on the side TV. Small ones. Those are tonight? Two tonight, Wait, two what's tomorrow. What's the promo shot? Oh, I thought they were all tomorrow. IU plays tomorrow. tonight. Yeah. 
Oh, no. Why'd Young Rock go against that? Yeah, well, I think, exactly. I mean, when you're Young Rock, I mean, you're not worried about going against that. Okay, so let's make sure we have two TVs. Yeah. Let's make sure Young Rock gets the ratings. Yes. Yeah. I'll watch if Zito's in it. I mean, but that's what? the only way. Yeah. What are you talking about? What do you mean? Zito's right what there what above the about? NBC line. Zito, you in this? <laughs> I might be in this upcoming season. Let's go! Okay. I'm no in What if Zito's just chugging some oosh juice in the back? Oosh juice, oosh juice, oosh juice. Is he serious? <laughs> oh, yeah. Check my IMDb, bro. Believe it or not, this graphic was made by Zito. <laughs> what? So, I mean, you, the narrative is painted however mm-hmm. you would like to paint it. But Young Rock tonight, 8 o'clock. I did not know. I thought the playing games were tomorrow. Two of them tonight, two of them tomorrow. What's that, buddy? Won't John Rothstein do some of those playing games tonight or tomorrow? Oh, yeah. He's calling on CBS. Yeah. He's in Dayton. That's yeah. right. Oh. What's Jeff Goodman doing? Is he just drunk in Vegas having a good time? He's yeah. at Dirtbags. Did you know this guy? John Goodman? No. <laughs> no we, yeah. By the way, Hell of an yeah. we ran the hoop on that yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> we had a similar conversation on Jeff Goodman. Jeff Goodman. I do not know him. I know Jeff Goldblum. Sure. Uh, also and John Goodman. Yeah. There's a lot of goods we can run through. Jeff Goodman. <laughs> guy, how many were you going to get to? I, your head. Your I was th- thinking, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I saw you working. All right, get back to your uh, vacation. We thank you for joining us. Service pretty damn good. I don't yeah. know what you did. Yeah, impressive. Yeah, I am hot spotting my phone. I get Ooh. all kind of things trying to work. I'm shocked that it worked. We're going to go check out, see some animals out in the wild now. Today. All right, well, keep the family safe. You know, those deers that eat from your hand, they will also eat your face. That's right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Wolves fall deer. I respect I respect ticks, the problem. And the American lions. American yeah. lions. And the big black bear. I know, and now I know which bear, right? I know what I got to do when I see either the polar grizzly or black bear. We don't yeah, think yeah. you're going to see a polar bear. Probably no, not. No. Don't think you're going to see. So it's now it's a 50-50. I'm happy we can take away one of the options here. What's that? Tom? I mean, there's pretty huge breaking news. Not necessarily in the NFL or anything like that. Ah. I mean, I can say it if you want. I don't know if they're going to put it up. Or Pop it up on the screen. What is it? Zito's getting we'll wait. Don't say anything. Don't say anything. I'm excited to see what this is because your eyes got real big. I mean, Tone's eyes were big news. Breaking the Senate unanimously passed a bill to make daylight savings permanent starting November 2023. The bill heads to the House. If successful, it would end the biannual clock changes and lead to more afternoon light in winter months. Yes. Okay, yes. government! Yes. Let's go! Plus, as a group that lives in Indianapolis, Indiana, the furthest left you could be in the Eastern Standard Time, whenever that thing falls back in time in the fall, it is a nightmare. You wake up, it's pitch black. You By 2 o'clock, it's pitch black. Right. It's like you're living in Alaska when they have 24 days of no sun. I am ecstatic about this. They used to do the entire uh, daylight savings time for the farmers. You know, that's mm. what they always said, for the farmers and for the farmers and for those of us that weren't fucking farmers growing up we're like oh the farmers the farmers then the farmers came out and they're like we fucking hate this <laughs> yeah. and everybody's like whoa, whoa whoa I thought this was for the farmers now we're getting an opportunity to maybe see the sunlight a little bit yeah. experience some life in those wintered gray months whenever everybody gets incredibly fat and comfortable and depressed and sad that is what we're talking about look at the government doing something yeah. Yeah. look at the government doing something I thought it was potentially going to be when I read that first line like oh COVID is dead yeah, yeah. Uh, you should have seen the excitement getting in there but daylight savings time being gone also great news aj hawk yeah it is but i mean it hasn't passed yet right where does it have to go now it's uh, passed it was unanimous dude 
Yeah, but we don't okay, know what good. any of this means. Right? I hope the House passes it then. So we have two more, that means? If the Senate's unanimous. Well, so there's checks and balances. That's uh-huh. right. Okay, and there's three different uh, branches, branches yeah, that's right. that need to get through it. And yeah. Everybody's going to talk about it, and they're going to swing their hammers and... They're going to do all that stuff. What we need to know is more sunlight in the middle of America. Hell yeah. Man, this is great news. Holy shit. Huge win. Huge. Does that mean we will have sun at 10 o'clock still at night in the summer? Because I like that or not. So summer, yes. Summer okay. won't change. Sun at all times, it's safe. Yeah, in the afternoon, as okay. opposed to whenever they morning, do the daylight, no. they try to get it in the morning a little bit, like steal it at like 9 a.m., yeah, yeah. 10 a.m., 8 a.m., as opposed to taking away from the back end on the end of the day, like 4 or 5. Okay. This is good news, I think, for everybody. Because when the sun goes down, I get very sleepy. Yeah, and it gets very cold. Dude. Yeah. Yeah, that's... Here in Indiana, though, AJ, you can tee off 8 p.m. Yeah. In the middle of the summer. Yeah, that's how Green Bay was. Like, you could legit be playing golf still at 9.30 in the summer. Yeah. See, it's going to be not as – obviously, it's not going to be like noon, mm-hmm. but very easy to see. It's yeah. not until like 10, 10, 15 mm-hmm. that it gets actually dark. It is glorious. And then winter, com- I mean, oh, oh. complete opposite. It's yeah. like Alaska there for a while. Yeah, but if it starts in November, doesn't that mean that we have this one coming up in November? Hey, listen, we don't need to give this one to Derek Jeter farewell fucking tour. No, no, I agree. No, that's what yeah, I think you're pointing out. I believe out. the airlines were pushing to wait till November. That was their request. And it's next year. Why? Because the pilots are falling asleep while they're flying like AJ? <laughs> what the hell? What's that all about? Well, why wouldn't they start it in uh, March of next year instead of November? Because if we're starting in November, that means we go back to the hour and then it's done Maybe for farmers one last time. So yeah, I think they're taking the tractor another round. Uh, and I think round, what we're saying round. is fucking park it another right round. here. Yeah. Let those corn pop up in rows. Yeah. Bingo. Knee high by 4th of July. Every night be tucked in close to you. Where the green grass grows. Ain't that right, AJ? Yeah, I was about to jump in. By all means. I'm good. The audio doesn't sound that good. I can't really, you know, express how I want. He'll never jump in. What's your deal? That camera would follow you. Can you stand up? Let's see how good this thing is. No, I'm not going to stand up, but look at me. Stand up. Why don't you stand up, dude? Stand up. You know what I want to? Oh, pretty good little lamp. That doesn't work. What's that? Cool. What's that a horse? That's me pretty far. That's yeah, a man dude. on a horse behind you there. You guys got a horse at that cabin? We might. I want to tie one up outside if I did. Well, I think it's already out there if that photo behind you means anything. Is that? If I find a wild one today when we're out on the elk uh, refuge, I'll bring him back. You got to break that yeah. horse. You got to break him first. You got to break that horse. I seen, uh, yeah. I seen him on a movie. Is that what well, Mr. Hands was trying to do? Who? who? No, never mind. Continue. <laughs> What was I assume that guy was yeah, doing terrible. something terrible mm-hmm. with a horse. Yeah, what probably. is your deal? Jesus. Go back to your talking. <laughs> just, just I'm not Googling it. But anyways, if you got to break a horse out there, it's not as easy as you're just saying. No. no. I, I saw Tim McGraw do it in half an hour on 1883. You just take it into a pond yeah. and walk it around in the in the water. Actually, that wasn't Tim. I mean, that was his friend that did it. But well, I mean, Tim was on it. Well, I saw Jerry Lawrence do it in uh, a horse sense. Uh-huh. Horse sense. <laughs> That's right. And I actually had a... Uh, <laughs> I had a uh, I had a teammate in college that does this professionally. Really? Yeah, wild horse trainer. You got to get on that thing. Oh yeah, it's gonna buck. Yeah, duct tape yourself. That's why you do it, it in the water. Slower. Yeah, and if it yeah. bucks, then you just splash. You're okay. Okay. Good to know. Like I'd like to be a buck boat rider or a water boat rider. That'd be sweet. So that if I get bucked, I'm just laying it in the water. Mm-hmm. Doesn't hurt. <laughs> 
It's nice, like on a foam pit. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. Is that real? They 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 get them in the water and they break them in water. So I did on the show. Native, Native American, American fellow let them into the water, held them around on the on the reins, and Tim was riding on the back. No, my uh, luck. That horse would have so much spite against me for having it underwater, and then as soon as it got out of the water, fucking break. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> nuts. Ah, see you later. You know what I mean? Pat, I don't know shit about breaking uh, horses, but I do know that my dad has a giant plate in his head because yeah. he fell off a horse in a in a creek it's not safe to just be trying to break horses in creeks so his dad actually grew up on a horse ranch and used to give tours uh around like montana and he was uh young i don't know if he's a teenager at the time guiding this and a horse you know bucked him he was stuck out in the middle of the thing he's got a metal plate in his head still doing it people think that's why he didn't grow Oh, oh. He's like, you know, well, notice Nick and I didn't say in a creek. This was more of a pond situation. This was deeper. This was not. There's no rocks that you land on in a creek or anything. Like By that. the way, we're creek boys. Too. Yeah, we are. Yeah, grew yeah. up in creeks. We grew up on creeks. Crawfish in a creek. What's going on down there? Don't stab me. They're quick. In the south, they do that, and they just fucking broil them. And oh eat yeah, them. that's right. In Pittsburgh people say, oh, "I found one." Crawdad boil. Hey, look at that thing. All right, we're back tomorrow, everybody. Hammer Down's in like 15 minutes, I'd assume. You yeah. all are the best. Hashtag um, PMS AJ Hawk, look out for bears. <laughs> Hashtag PMS AJ H A W K L O O K A H T, the number four bears. Uh, go ahead and take a screenshot right now. I don't have mine. Oh no! What, dude? True champion. True champion takes his belt everywhere. Well, I say that he's got for gays. What is the code? What's the the code? Yeah. Whoa, 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 whoa! Is that a true champion? Yeah, takes his title everywhere. That's what you said. Yeah. Okay. Thanks for thanks for correcting him. He did say belt. Does hold up your pants? Uh, We'll give away. Connor, what do you want to give away, dude? Uh, I mean, the bracket bonanza. What about we give away like a free pick on Hammer Don? That's nothing. (laughs) Something like that. All right. So, Connor wants to give you uh, nothing. We'll give uh, we'll give (laughs) ten people five hundred dollars. Hell yeah! Ten people five hundred dollars randomly selected. Use hashtag PMS AJ Hawk. Look at four bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, random show, uh, photo from the the still shot earlier. You could win five hundred dollars. We'll give that to ten different people. We appreciate you so much. We're back tomorrow. Hopefully AJ is if he looks out for bears. Hell yeah! Big thanks, to Clyde Christensen, Ian Rappaport. Welcome back. We'll see you tomorrow. Bye. 